three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your hubbearer. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right. All right. Welcome, everybody. This Friday, December 15th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Friday to you. We're coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in lovely Louisville, Kentucky. If you're looking to take accounting to a whole new level, there's only one way to do it. There's not two ways to do it. There's not three ways to do it. Just one way, and that's with the UofL's Master's in Accounting Analytics, their new degree. You can get it. In-depth data analytics courses, they allow you to achieve a new mastery of accounting in this AACSB accredited program. They've got 11-month competitive internship opportunities that get you career-ready in just 12 months. Visit business.louisville.edu today to get your journey started. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. Streaming all over the land, you know what's better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here with you on a feel-good, feel-weird, feel-anxious Feel whatever Friday in the Ville. This is going to be a weird three hours. I, you know what we're talking about. The Western Kentucky Bowl game on Monday will be on the air uh, here from three to six. It's gonna. This is going to be an interesting situation, Trevor. I, I don't know if you even know this. We're not supposed to be on the air on Monday. Yeah, I, I, I actually I didn't know that. <laughs> I meant to tell you. If something happens this weekend, I don't know. It'd be kind of odd for us not to what have a could, show to talk about. What could happen this weekend? Uh, we'll get into all that good stuff. What on, what on earth could you be referring to, Mr. Rutherford? We'll preview Pepperdine basketball for the next two and a half hours. Take your thoughts on their uh, rotation, what it's going to look like. John Michael Rutherford, what are you talking about? Yeah. How are you this uh, this Friday afternoon, TK? See, I knew your middle name, unlike you don't know mine. It's Michael. Yeah, you know now. I heard I, I heard that last week when week I was out. You didn't even know me. You were like, well, I don't know what it is. I felt bad. He's never told me except for the 30,000 times he has. I don't remember you ever telling me that. <laughs> no, you just don't remember listening. That's probably right. That's more like it. I don't blame you. I'd black out too when I'm talking sometimes. Short-term memory's bad these days. It, it can happen. It. it can. Wish I had short-term memory with the basketball team. Uh, I'm doing not too, too bad. Back's a little hurt. I think, I think I'm going to have to pull the trigger on a new mattress, Mike. I think, I think I'm going to have to. It's time. Yeah, it's 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 not good. It's not good in the mornings, and didn't get much sleep. Of course, it didn't help. I actually watched a, score, a scary movie before I went to bed last night or last Ooh. night, which I normally don't do. I don't, I don't know if I consider it scary. I didn't think it was scary, but it was supposed to be scary. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen it. It's called fourteen oh eight. No, 
that's what John Cusack. Oh, Room fourteen oh eight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. okay. I actually liked it. I mean, it wasn't scary, but the it old was... one. Yeah, I saw that back in the day. I actually, kind of liked that movie. Yeah, I thought it was intriguing. Uh, it, it, it caught my eye when it said, you know, I saw Cusack. I saw Samuel. I saw it started right there in eleven when I was flipping through the guide, and I saw it was a short Stephen King. I was like, hey, I'm three for three. There's nothing else on. Nice. So watch that. Other than that, it was a pretty a pretty light night in the Kelsey Manor. Good. How was that? How's I, how's 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 the the holidays coming up in the Rutherford uh, Castle? Very holiday y. Well, we're still very 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 holiday centric, but we we enjoy it. We we like that. We made do a little decorate looking uh, decoration looking tonight. Maybe visit with Santa. There's a Santa kind of around our area on Norburn that we we go to. So okay. We'll, we'll be back in the spirit. How's the Christmas movie watching going? Have you have you have you made the correct? I've already done at least two. I did a Wonderful Life already. I did Four Christmas. I haven't done a Christmas vacation yet, but I saved that for you know closer to the holiday. I'm big on watching Christmas specials before I go to sleep, like okay. old TV episodes. Like we've watched. Uh, well, my kids are now into the. I make them watch the holiday episodes that I grew up loving. Like they, we've watched Garfield like 17 times. Nothing they wrong love with it. That. I love it. We've watched Rudolph. We've watched Frosty. We've watched Charlie Brown. We're into that, but I like the old like sitcom episodes. There, there are a few that I watch every single year. I love like the American Dad and the South Park Christmas specials. Some of the old ones are really good. The American Dad ones are like the American Dad ones are great. That's what the Santa Claus trying to kill them, right? Right. A few like that. Even the ones where they get away from that are are pretty good. I watched the OC, the Christmas episode a couple nights ago. I always watch an episode of Frasier called Miracle on Third or Fourth Street, which is very, it's, it's very is it, good. It's is very it the 90s. only episode of Frasier you've ever watched? Oh, no, I used to like watch, watching Frasier back in the day. Okay, I never got into Frasier, so it was I, good, I, but I always watch that. I always, uh, a couple episodes of The West Wing, they have good Christmas episodes. So I always try to like put on one to at least fall asleep to at night. So we've done that, but the movies have not gotten into it. Mary and I always watch It's a Wonderful Life. Of course. I'm sure we'll do that at some point, maybe this weekend. We'll get there. Did you watch? Like, do you watch the Office Christmases? Like, yes, the, yeah. What was the one where they had the waitresses? The Benny Hanna yeah, one. That's my, yeah. That might be my favorite Office. Christmas. That's a good one. The first season one, or I guess it's technically the second season one, is very good too. Where they do the Yankee Swap, White Elephant. Ah, whatever. yes, Yankees. Yeah, yeah that's a good. One. Uh, there's that's a good, good. '70s show Christmas one where they do a, a, a mocking of a Wonderful Life, where Eric, you know, learns what it's like to not be alive if he hadn't been born. It's hot in here, by the way. Is it a little hot in here? It's a little warm outside. I think the temperatures just... it doesn't feel like Christmas, does it? Not yet. Virginia last night, I promise we'll get right into the hoops discussion after this. Well, Virginia last night, you know, she's so, she's four now, so she kind of gets the whole Christmas thing, but she's Lord. she's flooded with Christmas specials and songs and all these the stuff, stuff on TV and pictures now at school, and in all of them, you know, it's like a white Christmas, right? Like, the houses are always covered in snow, and there's songs with snow and all that stuff, and last night she gets really serious out of nowhere, and she's like, but Daddy, what if it doesn't snow? And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like... Will Santa still come? Ooh. And I was like, yes. I was like, there, there are places. I was like, I get it though. It's a, if you, if do, you, do we? When's the last time we had a snow Christmas? We didn't have one last, last year. year. Did, was it last yeah, year? Yeah, we, we had like remember. a terrible snow. We had to cancel our. Um, we do Christmas Eve Eve at my parents' house with my brother and his that. kids, and we had to to cancel because the roads were so nasty. And I think it stuck around for a few days after Christmas. I vaguely remember that. Uh, let's say you know people are like, hey, just get to it, just get to it. I, I get it. On, on well, days, it, it hasn't been, there's no news, so I mean, well, uh, on days like today, I mean, people want look. I mean, the the radio conversation, I'm sure, is the same text that I've gotten. And I'm I'm not being Kenny Payne hyperbolic now. Probably at least 95 times over the last couple of days. Um, Hey, what are you hearing? Hey, what do you know? Hey, hey, what's going on? And hey, hey, we're the monkeys. People say we monkey around. Sorry, I couldn't help myself there for a second. Go on. It is crazy that right before we went on the air, you know, we talked about yesterday. There's like nobody's actively recruiting. 
I was talking with somebody uh, in local news today on the phone, and we were discussing how weird it is that we haven't had any players on official visits for basketball since the start of the school year. Like, no taking advantage of the football team being good and any of that stuff. And right before we go on air, 302, Travis Branham reports that Carter Knox, the only five-star kid who's still considering us, number 14 overall recruit, will take an official visit to Louisville tomorrow. So he'll be in town this weekend. Uh, just like His it, timing could be a little off. No, it, feel, well, it, it, <laughs> it feels like a very specific move by Kenny Payne. I, I, I feel like it's not a coincidence that he's bringing Carter Knox, a friend of the family. Uh, you know, Kenny Payne was instrumental in getting his brother to Kentucky. They've got a very close relationship. It doesn't feel like a coincidence that Carter Knox is coming in this weekend. Uh, but that's going to happen. That's, that's hilarious that this is taking place. So the big, the big storyline is still, I think when we got off the air yesterday at 6, there was a, a sense by a lot of people, not like in, in the know, just the fans in general, like he'll be fired by the next time you come on the air. Surely. Surely this is going to go. It's Friday news dump. And uh, look, I, I guess there's a chance that this could still happen while we're on the air today, 3 to 6. I will preface all of my comments here by saying this. Everything that I've heard from last night through this morning, the, the people that I trust the most, the people that are quote-unquote in the know and that have good track records, have also the same thing. It ain't happening today. So if you're sitting here... I mean, we haven't heard by noon, then I knew it wasn't going to happen if you're, Well, I mean, the, the news dump would be, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it at like 5 o'clock. Like that's, mm. the, that's the time when people put the, that news out. So it would happen while we're on the air. And that was the, the rumor yesterday was Friday news dump. You guys will probably be on the air. We'll see what happens. I don't think it's going to happen while we're on the air. So if you're sitting by the radio... Ear to the radio like an old school, you know, the World War II style. Just <laughs> gather the whole family around. Like, is Kenny going to get fired? Let's tune in to hear Mike and Trevor give their takes. I don't think it's going to happen. Now, stuff like this can get weird. Maybe something strange happens behind the scenes. Maybe I, I can't guarantee anything. But everybody who's been following this and who is hearing information from people that are on the inside, they said last night, like, don't want to, like, you know, don't want to bust your, burst your bubble, get, make you choose a point, but like, I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. So I don't think that we'll have a Kenny Payne announcement at any point while we're on the air today. That said, it does not mean that this is like a we're going to ride this thing out type situation. The biggest piece of evidence that, that has come, piece of evidence, the, 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 the biggest piece of news that has come out over the last, <laughs> yeah, Matt, you know, well, since, since the, the last time we got off the air was, and really the only substantive piece of evidence that's out there is. Jeff Goodman's tweet from last night. This was about what? It was like eight o'clock. Uh, uh, no, it was closer. It was earlier than that. It was eight oh one. No, you're right. You're right. Cause I was leave, I was, so I was leaving the Bellarmine game. Jeff yeah. Goodman puts out there the following tweet: Louisville AD Josh Hurd met with multiple Louisville players to get their thoughts on Kenny Payne and the entire situation with the program before making decisions. Sources told him. Source said that Hurd is leaning towards making a move with Payne quote fairly soon. Now, when this first comes out, I'll be honest I'm kind of annoyed by it like I, I, I like Josh a lot I've I think I've, I, I think he's done a good job I think the moves that he's made have been with the exception of hiring Payne obviously when he was still an interim have been understandable and I'm seeing this and I'm like you don't need to put this out there and, and look if Jeff Goodman's getting something like this and putting it out there to the masses it's on purpose it, it doesn't just leak to Jeff Goodman especially when it's this Specific, but also kind of like, yeah, he's not going into big details about it. he's going to get fired here or anything like that. Like this is out there because somebody at U of L wants it to be out there. And, and I'm kind of, my first thought is I don't know how I feel about this. Like, like Josh, you don't need. We don't know if it's Josh that put it out there though. Can, all right, Josh, we're just gonna 
<laughs> Let me just get through this, okay? Okay. Josh, like, you don't need the public backing at this point as far as, like, the players are on my side if it's just firing Kenny Payne, right? Like, like Kenny Payne's 8-34. and 34. He hasn't won a road game. All of that stuff. Like, the, the embarrassing product that was on the court on Wednesday night. You don't need to, to do this. You, you don't need to put it out there that, like, you've talked to the players, you've done your due diligence, you're checking the boxes. And so I'm kind of like, eh, like, I, you, like, what does it change if you fire Kenny Payne? You're like, the players, I talked to them, I'm, I'm letting you know. And then, as I talked to people, I thought a little bit more about it. You don't need that type of backing if you're going to fire Kenny Payne. You do need that backing, maybe, if you're going to get rid of the whole staff. If the whole staff is going to go, it helps to have the prior information out there that like I met with the players, I talked with them, and then presumably they were sort of, or the things that they said led me to believe that we don't need to promote from within. It's not just a Kenny Payne problem. It's more than that. It's This is a systemic type deal. This is a, you can't just cut the head off. you got to uproot the entire thing. Not saying that that's guaranteed to happen, but it makes a lot of sense. It also makes a lot of sense for why you would have to wait a little bit longer than if you were just getting rid of Kenny Payne, promoting Nolan Smith, promoting Danny Manning, promoting Josh Jameson, whoever would get the interim head coach job. It would make for an interesting weekend ahead because if you are trying to line up, say, I don't know, an interim head coach to be brought in from the outside, maybe a couple of assistants, or you're, you're trying to give that person who you've had lined up a chance to bring in his couple of assistants for the rest of the year, that's going to cause a little bit of a delay. It's why I think you would see Kenny Payne, news like Kenny Payne has been fired, not just come out today. I don't, I, like, I don't know how the bulk of the fan base feels. I, I don't know if people are so just desperate for their pound of flesh that they just want Kenny Payne gone now, or if they want, like they, they feel good about Nolan Smith taking over as an interim, or if they just want the entire staff gone and they're willing to wait a couple of days for it. I, I will say that if, because the way the schedule plays out, the, the, the way the schedule is laid out, you've got Pepperdine on Sunday, you've got UK on Thursday. There's a little bit of a gap. It would be awkward to, to make this move right after Pepperdine. And then have somebody come in in their first game be a home game against Kentucky. The more likely, and again, this is not like inside info. This is me just looking at things and, and trying to draw some conclusions. The more likely schedule of time is you've got a solid 13 days between the Kentucky game and the Virginia game on January 3rd. It would make a ton of success of sense to play the game against Kentucky, which is probably not going to go well. Have the holidays come up, make a move after UK, holidays happen, players can go home, they come back, they've still got a full week to get ready for the conference play, calendar flips to 2024, you try to wipe the slate clean, you try to do the best you can for the next three months. Like That would make a ton of sense to me if this is going to be an entire regime-wide switch. Just saying, I think that would make sense. Now, it, it, it does, <laughs> I mean, it would be so U of L. To fire Kenny Payne and potentially the entire staff after like a 31-point win over Pepperdine? Or, or if, if, God forbid, we, you know, not God forbid, but God willing, we toppled Kentucky in one of the bigger upsets of the college basketball season and then they had to make a move after that? Like that, that would be perfectly UofL. But I think like this is, the, this is the scenario that I now lean towards happening. I do feel confident enough in saying, having talked to some people again in the know, that 
it's not just Josh is sitting back and nothing's happening. No move is going to be made. I do think a move is going to be made. I will be, I'll go so far as to say I would be very, 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 very surprised if Kenny Payne is still your head coach in the year of 2024. If we get to the new year and Kenny Payne's still head coach, I'll be surprised. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll come back here and I'll say it after we celebrate New Year's. I don't think he makes it to the new year. But I do think he's going to coach on Sunday. And I kind of think he's going to coach against UK. And then I think that that's when the move gets made. If that does play out, Trev, what are your thoughts on that timeline? Would you would you think it would be smoother? Would you rather just have it like be done today? Boom, he's done. I don't care what happens after that. Or do you like do you kind of like the smoothness of having 13 days off to let this thing marinate and let the working parts get put into place? I don't know about the PR department of, of, of letting the guy go on Christmas time, but I mean, or like almost right on Christmas around that same day. I mean, it already is Christmas I time. Mean, it's, yeah, but like, you're talking about like the time you're afraid. You're talking about like Merry Christmas, get out. <laughs> Which I mean, there is some comical to it, but I mean, you know, it's still. It could it could be a bad it could it could it could sour some people, but then again I mean, he just did it to Cron Davis. I think he just sour well, yeah. I mean, well, he's apparently been off the team for a month. We just didn't know about it. He we thought he wasn't in trouble. Um I, I mean I yeah, I one one part I do agree with you, yes. I, I'd be I'd be kind of shocked if he is the coach in twenty twenty four. Um now, do I is it gonna happen today? I, I woke up multiple times. Mostly to pee, but when I <laughs> but I also took advantage of two, you know two birds one stone. I looked at my phone when I did set did that, and you know I wanted to see if because I knew if you know if any news would break, it, I would get a text message from somebody or, or multiple people. Mm-hmm. And the only text I got was from Josh asking if I could work the high school game tonight, which wasn't as delightful as <laughs> finding out Kenny Payne was fired. But it was you know it is what it is. So I'll be here tonight doing Southern Indiana basketball. I just yeah, I, I agree. Like you, you're, you like you said, news dump five o'clock. But usually when you have a 5 o'clock news dump, you hear something around 11 or 12. I mean, by then, because you, you've got to have the board approvals and things like that. you got to set, announce a press conference. The fact that we hadn't heard anything by then makes me feel, okay, it's not today. Now, does that mean it won't be Monday? I could see them maybe waiting until the UK, after the UK game, I guess, with the time frame. I'd be shocked if you're talking about a whole overhaul of the staff. I mean, that's that's something difficult to do. Especially at this point in the season, I, I'm just going to say real quickly, I wouldn't be. That's I all mean, I'm going to say. If you're if you're doing that, then yeah, this is not something you can do on a knee jerk decision, i.e., firing him today or even Monday probably. I mean, that's something that's yeah. You're talking like at least a week or so of putting stuff together because you're talking about having to buy out not one but three coaches or four coaches technically, and then bring in four new coaches. Well, I don't think the assistants have buyouts in their contracts. Still, you got to replace them. I mean, you got to find new people. I mean. That's that's not cheap. That's not free. Yeah, I mean, it is if you're promoting ops directors, if you're promoting video assistants, okay. if you're doing that sort of thing. I mean, that's basically what we did when you know, Patino was gone at the end of October. We promote. We brought in a couple of new guys who were just free agents, and you know, they weren't going to coach anyway. So you could give them minimum minimum contracts, and then just promoted a bunch of guys from within. Well, who would you promote then to the head coach position if you're just going to do that with the assistants? You're not set? promoting. I mean, again, it would be somebody that you're bringing in from the outside. Completely outside. Okay. I mean, that's. If that if that is your end game and that can be done before the twenty fourth season, I agree. Then yeah, you're unlikely he's going he's going to not be coaching against Kentucky, or he will be coaching against Kentucky. Because I mean, I don't know if you could put that together by the Kentucky game. Now, I the, like you said, like if we blow out Bell, Pepper Nine, we beat Kentucky. Those are great things. I don't think his 
future is going to change at Louisville, regardless of what happens between now and in the end of the year in terms of what he wins and losses. I mean, winning one, upsetting Kentucky is awesome. It's great. But if you think that's changing your mind, I mean, that's just that's short-sighted thinking as an AD, and I don't think Josh is like that. No, I mean, I think that this would be a case where he's made the decision. It, it yeah. would just be so UFL to have to it do would. it, it would. after, like, the yeah. two most impressive performances. Yeah. Like, if they come out to, on Sunday and win by, like, 41, and then Monday they're like, well, you're all gone. <laughs> See ya. Or if they do, got you know, end up somehow pulling a shocker against Kentucky, which would probably be the biggest upset in the history of the series, and then the day after we're like, great win. Way to bring back pride to the program. Also, you fired. Get out. <laughs> like that would be. It'd be very U of L to wait until this guy like finally decides to start doing something that we can be proud of. To be like, okay, sorry, we got to make a change. It'd be like when you're in the gym and you're like, I don't leave until I hit a shot, and you miss like six in a row, and you finally hit one. You're like, all right, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like we just bricked like nine straight layups. Now we hit a three, but we're we're leaving. The, I'm out the door. The Carter Knox thing. Is, I mean, that's just, it's but, so funny to me. It, it feels like. It, here we go. Are you ready for the? We did this yesterday. The comparing sports to relationship uh, comparison of the day. It, it's like when a a marriage or a relationship is irrevocably damaged. You know, like the the boyfriend like cheated on the girlfriend. He's verbally abusive. He doesn't help out around the house. He he hasn't left the the couch in like seven days. And finally, like it gets addressed, and she's like, "I'm breaking up with you. I'm done." And then she comes home, and he's like wiping the counter with a paper towel he's like see I, i've changed like this is kenny Payne, like finally starting to be like you know what i get it now i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little carter knox is coming he's visiting <laughs> everyone knows he's going to uk but guess what he's in town try to fire me now i'm doing what i can you can't break up with are, are we sure he's not flying into louisville to drive to lexington <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're counting that as a visit now i mean just he's just using the airport i mean he technically sure? was on 64 east uh you know he was <laughs> He was he was in town. He was in town. It's I mean, a visit. I, I mean, I've flown out of Cincinnati and Indianapolis multiple times in my life. I wouldn't say I was visiting when I did it. I mean, uh, I mean not, that, not that I've been to either of those towns more times than I can count. I, I mean, is I, I say this like wondering why I say this out loud, but that's a scary oh God, thing. Kenny no, Payne. No, no, Here no, we go. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, no, but no, it's not. It's not bad. It's not. Bad. I swear, it's not. Couldn't bad. Couldn't find your tights. No, no, yeah. I love how some people are making fun. No, I just I get this the the staff short of uh, under Kenny Payne, obviously with the assistance is nothing that like moves the needle or gets you excited makes any, makes anything go from twelve to midnight. But is it? Do you feel like it's so bad? Like there's no one you'd want to just promote and just give the the job to just for a few months to hold over that you're willing to just like wipe it and bring in just I mean almost like equivalent of a scab coaching staff. I think it's it's a statement. That's that's a that's a bold statement. Because this was, I mean, when, when we I think we had the conversation on Wednesday where it was like let's let's weigh the pros and the cons. Hell, it may have been yesterday. All the days are jumbled together now. It's been between, such a Kenny Payne between Nolan and Danny. No, Manny? no, no. no. Oh. We were like the pros and the cons of firing him now. Oh yeah. yeah. And the biggest con I I think is that <laughs> that's, that's, that's every day last month. Two years. Yeah, I know. But especially this week. Because he had the DePaul disaster mm. that we were reacting to on Monday, and then it got somehow even worse on Wednesday. But the biggest, <laughs> the biggest con was that if you get rid of Kenny Payne, you know, who who do you elevate? Like, like how does this thing get any? Like, mm-hmm. like what does that do? And Nolan Smith does. I mean, reputation's a little bit up and down in basketball circles. He's only been a full time assistant for a couple of years. Uh, Danny Manning. He tried to leave in the off season. Did also try to leave. You know, there's a lot going on there. Josh Jamison, what do you do here? Danny Manning you know, has. Not, not you know. I mean, Manning's, been a head coach. He's the obvious choice, but also he like 
you know, he doesn't exactly inspire, I think, a lot of confidence. No. But, I mean, no more than bringing in a scab replacement for the season, right? I mean... I disagree with that. Manning is kind of the definition of that, to be honest. Yeah, but we know him. Like the the fan base is not happy with Danny Manning. And how many jokes? Like there have been a lot of jokes about sleepy Manning being sleepy and stuff. And I'll say this to defend Danny Manning a little bit because you know we've made the jokes. It's we see what we see from the outside. There are multiple news people who are like, I get to the the Yum Center two hours before the game, three hours before the game, and Danny Manning's the only coach out there who's like leading the team in instructional drills. He's out there. He's trying to coach. He's working with the players. Nolan Smith's on the other end taking jumpers by himself. The other coaches are nowhere to be seen. Like, Manning, it seems like, is at I least trying. And, and I've heard that story. It's not just one person who's told me. Multiple people have told me the exact same thing, at least this year. I don't know if it was happening last year, but I've heard that same thing for the last month and a half. So uh, props to Danny Manning in that respect. But his reputation for the UofL fan base is the jokes are out there about falling asleep on the bench and you know he came here from Maryland didn't really do much there tenure at Wake Forest didn't end great so it's not going to fairly or unfairly inspire a great deal of confidence in the UofL fan base no I think that the if you got rid of the entire staff which I said yesterday I'm in favor of that like I, I don't want any sort of People talk about, well, we need somebody on staff for like continuity purposes. I don't want to remember any part of this, this, this era of Louisville basketball. I want to be done. I can help with that. There's nothing that's going to make these last three months better, so you may as well just bring somebody else in and say, let's whatever, let's try this. Maybe the fan base can get more on board, especially if it's somebody that they know and could get excited about. It also is it, – it's a statement that like this thing wasn't as simple as Kenny Payne – bad head coach, didn't know what he was doing. That's the biggest thing, but it's a systemic deal. It was bad coach, bad assistants, bad everything, and we're now washing our, our hands of it. And I think that's why it's very interesting to see the statement come out, not the statement, but the report come out from Jeff Goodman last night that did come out saying, like, Josh Hurd's met with the players. He wants it out there that whatever decision I make, whether it's just getting rid of pain, keeping pain, or getting rid of everybody – the players had input on it. Like he wants that to be known, and I don't think that you like, you you don't need that input out there. You don't need that vote of confidence if you're just getting rid of Kenny Payne. You might need it if you're getting rid of everybody for the fan base. And I just put two and two together could be an interesting couple of weeks here. I mean, you don't need it, but it doesn't doesn't hurt to let it be out there, right? I mean, I do think that you kind of need it if it's the entire staff. I, I think that it backs you up a little bit. Because that's like you said, it's such a sweeping thing. It's such it's such an unusual thing. Like it, you're kind of swimming in uncharted no, there, waters. There, yeah, there's no. There, I, I would be willing to put some money down. You can't find a case where an entire staff has been wiped out right before a season or during a season that didn't involve complete scandal. Right and, for for purely in our example, purposes. we're one of those examples. Yeah, for 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 purely basketball purposes, it's just kind of unheard of. But. Louisville being Especially a program a season, that's I mean. losing to twelve by twelve at home to Sun Belt teams that are three and seven is also kind of uncharted waters for for programs of, of our stature. So desperate times, desperate measures. All I mean, you promote stuff. Manning. I agree, it's not going to move the needle. But I mean, I think this team actually wins. Maybe gives my ACT better challenge if Manning takes over. Oh, I don't. I mean, he can still. I mean, he's an average coach. I mean, he's not that horrible. I st- I don't care. I still don't think that we're going from four to. I mean, at this point, when you look at what we have left. If we're getting to 14 wins, I mean, that's 10 more wins, that's, yeah. and that's only conference play in Kentucky after this weekend. That's, I mean, do you see this team going nine and eleven in the ACC? 
No. What did he do in, with Maryland that last the year he took over? Didn't he? That's about what he did with Maryland. I don't think. Year. No, I don't think he was under five hundred for sure. They finished around five hundred for the season, I think. But I mean, him as a head coach. Oh, I mean, he was. Yeah, he was. In, he was in that area of five hundred, but nine eleven's under five hundred too. No, I mean, I, I don't. He did not go five hundred. I mean, they they finished fifteen and seventeen when he took. I mean, they went seven and what did they go in the in the the, the big, they, they had a losing record in the. Big Ten for sure. When he took over the program, they were eight and four. Yeah, he went ten and fourteen overall. So that's yeah. I mean, it's with ten wins would give us fourteen wins. By the way, but again, he had a pre- <laughs> he also had a preseason top twenty five roster. Well, that is, we don't. No, we don't. But we have a better roster than God, what we're had, getting out of. He had it. some players. I mean, I mean, had, we've got a couple players on this team too. Yeah, but he had Eric Ayala, Dante Scott, Fats Rutt. Like Dante Scott's been their best player. Like oh, they, a couple of those guys you hated, didn't you? What do you mean? What wasn't one one one? I know that was the Rocket guy you hated. Rocket Watts, Michigan yeah, State, different, was, different guy. Different but did he play for Maryland? No. Oh, I thought he did. Okay. No, Rocket Watts has sucked everywhere he's gone. I, you want to talk about being right about something? <laughs> Jeff Greer was like, Rocket Watts is actually good. I was like, Rocket Watts sucks. Do not let him hear. He's averaging. He's currently averaging uh, eight points per game for Oakland. He's still playing. Oh yeah. Oh, Rocket Watts isn't going. It. He's never averaged double figures. Uh, he's never. He, I mean, I Mississippi State. That's what he played. That's what he played. No reason to pile on the kid, but he's not good at basketball. Yeah. And if he'd come here, it would have been. I mean, all for all the bad things that we've done as a basketball program the last <laughs> five years, passing on Rocket Watts is not one of them. That was the right choice. <laughs> I knew we played against. But I was seeing he's on barely. He was on the Mississippi State team we played against. That's what it was. He's bad. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just. I, I'm not acting like Danny Manning is. I mean, he, this is definitely nobody that would be here longer than the end of the season, but. I just if I'm gonna pick one of the two, if that if the, if promotion is is the case, then I would go with Manning. Oh, I agree Nolan. with you there for sure. Now, Nolan, I understand why you'd go with him because it does that would get a bigger pop if you're trying to at least get like maybe a couple butts extra butts in the seats the first game or two from the you know the, the new new coach smell, but that'll wear off a lot quicker than Manning would. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we can keep we'll keep talking about this a little bit. A couple other notes to get to. Also, we're gonna announce a contest. Very excited about this contest. If you are looking for PGA Championship tickets for next May's PGA Championship at Valhalla, you're not going to be able to find them. You're not going to be able to buy. T- they're all sold out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the Championship Plus tickets. We've got two. Any day you want, we're going to give them away. I'm going to tell you how after the break. Keep it locked right here. 1450-961. It's the Big X. It's Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Friday to you from all of us here at 1450 The Big X. Is there a music theme today? There is. There's a theme inside the theme. Oh, themeception. Theme. <laughs> yes. I went. I went crazy. I went. A little, I went a little weird on this one. Maybe I was watching the, the, the twisted uh, psychological thriller 1408 last night. Maybe put me in the mood. I like that. But uh, yeah, there is. A, there's a. Uh, there's a theme. I'm sure you may be able to guess back-to-back songs by the same band is part of the theme, but 
There's a twist to it. There's a twist. Hmm. I like this. Spicy Friday. So get, Take a good guess if you like. I've got no idea right now. No, you don't. But you're, you'll stop listening anyway. <laughs> you don't even know what song played in the last segment. Yeah, I do. What was it? I have no idea. There you go. The Doors? <laughs> it's not The Doors. I just said it was the same band both times. I don't, do you think that was The Doors that just played? I have no idea. What, I haven't really been listening to either one of the first I'd say, ones. If, if, you, if, if my mom heard you say it, she would, she would, she would drive over here <laughs> and just smack you silly. Like, she's not a violent person. I'm sorry, Nancy. She's about as tall as you. The Aerosmith? <laughs> no, it's not. No, that's... that's I know no, she loves Aerosmith. No, that was it. She just hit you over the head with the computer if that was the case. No, it's Led Zeppelin. Oh, I know you love Led Zeppelin, too. I love Led Zeppelin. And when I was growing up, anytime they'd come on the radio, my mom would go, who's this? And so uh, I'd always know it's Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I grew up, I loved it. The, yeah, the box set was, she had like the box set when I was a kid. I used to listen to that thing all the time. That's what I do with That Chingy, and the Pink Floyd my, box set. My kids, when Chingy comes on. When <laughs> Chingy comes on. I like the way you do that right there. I'm like, who's this, kids? You gotta know. That's what, that's what I do with Akon. <laughs> what, what's, who's that wanting to smack that, kids? He's locked up. They can't get me out. The, the 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 Carter Knox thing now. The, the more that I think about it, the more I'm, I'm realizing that we are we are hurtling like through space uncontrollably, and, and our only final destination is a very messy breakup. Like this isn't going to end. <laughs> Remember everybody's talking about like, well, Chris Matt quit. Chris Matt quit. And like, I, I get it. I get why you're taking that stance. At the same time, I I, I was like, it was kind of a clean break. I, I think that he didn't want to be here anymore. Leave, yeah. The staff didn't, the U of L didn't want him anymore. The fans were ready for a change, and so everybody gets together and they're like, "Cool." The best thing for all parties concerned is a clean break. What's it going to take to get us there? Matt comes to the table. U of L comes to the table. They both agree to a buyout, and nobody goes kicking and screaming. And we end up, you know, th- that season played out probably the best it could. The team wasn't good, but they fought. They they played hard, I and mean, they won a game in the AC tournament for God's sake, where the the life on the bench was 10 times higher than it's been for any single game of the Kenny Payne era. Like Mike Begeese definitely did all he could, I think, to to make that as tolerable a two-month span as possible. And with the, the, you know, the, the rumors circulating, the reports circulating that Kenny Payne is very much not open to negotiating a lower buyout, and now him putting out there that Carter Knox is visiting this weekend and being like, see, see, first recruit we've had on campus in six months or whatever, however long it's been. It's really been that long. You've been we have not had one since school started, Trev. I mean, like, I since, believe as well. Since school how... started in August. Yeah, it I, knew, has I, not I knew you were exaggerating maybe a little bit, but I didn't think you were that much. It's been, it, it's, like, there's been no effort on the recruiting trail whatsoever, and now for him to do this, to call in a, a sort of a, a favor from a family friend, is very much a like you want to fire me. Let's see how this goes. Like 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 he is going out kicking and screaming. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. It's going to be an ugly breakup and whatever. Like you know, go back to UK staff if you're going to kick and scream like this. You know, he clearly it's weird that we had Chris Mack, who and I'm not taking up for Chris Mack. I think it was it was time for him to go. The last two years did not go well. There were a lot of missteps, but you still get you have somebody with no direct ties to U of L outside of his wife being from the city. Not sure if you heard of that. Who she played basketball here? Yeah, who who is Will? No, not at U of L. She played oh. Dayton. Oh, I thought she played. Oh, she's just from here. God, you just ruined the joke, didn't you? Well, just, I, how do you not get? How do you not understand the joke at this? I point? thought she played here. No, she she grew up here, but she played at Dayton. I knew that too. I just thought it was one of both. No, it was always like she went to high school here. She, yeah. Her family's from here. Like that was the the long standing oh, joke. But I, it's, but still, like he doesn't. He's not directly tied to U of L, and he still kind of does something that. Big picture wise, it's kind of in the best interest of U of L, and, and never has anything bad to say about the school. Hasn't done anything like that. And then Kenny Payne, who played here, 
seems to be like, I don't care what happens to UFL after I leave here. You want to fire me, I'm going to make sure your whole program's wrecked. I want you to win four games again next year. It's kind of the, the feeling that you get at this point in time, which well, is... What do you expect bit. from a Kentucky Wildcat? He's a Wildcat. That's what he said. His own words. I'm a Wildcat. I'm a Wildcat. Go be a Wildcat then. Just don't do whatever you're doing here anymore. That's, that's where I think we all are at this point. Happier news. Are you ready for happier news? Do you dislike Kenny as the player and what he did as a player now because of what he's done as a coach? No. Okay. No. I mean, Although you, you it's, don't really remember him. I exactly. Like it, it's easier for me to say that yeah. because I've got I, I have literally no memories of him as a player. I mean, I remember him as like his senior year was like the one like eighty nine. You're probably with, like just starting to like yeah. have conscious memories. And when he played for the Sixers, you know, I, I do. I, I remember. I remember his Sixer days, but that's about you know. Like I have, I, I remember. In the late '80s, being aware of uh, you know, like like LeBradford Smith was my favorite player. Yeah, I remember Purvis Ellison. Like my my godmother had a bird whose name was Purvis, and he he, he would say never nervous. It was awesome. Uh, it was like a little parrot. I was like Deverick Sullivan myself. Yeah, yeah, I, I loved Deverick Sullivan as well. But like, I don't remember. I don't have those. I was too young to like remember like firm memories and games and and like, you know this the the ins and the outs of everything. Like I just I wasn't around for that. The, the first teams that I have those types of memories for are like. 91, 92, 93, 94, like that that kind of era. So I don't I don't I, I don't remember Kenny Payne as a player at all. So it doesn't like this doesn't tarnish that. And I've kind of said that before. I think people from from my gen who are my age and, and younger, it's different for us with Kenny Payne than it is for the people who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, who like he meant such a great deal to them as a player and all this stuff. Like I remember my dad talking about how much it hurt him to see Kenny Payne on the UK bench after watching him as a player and being so invested in him. And I mean, we went through it though a little bit with that your dad and before me as well with the Milt Wagner and Memphis stuff. Yeah, too. I mean, I mean, it's a little bit different when it's not your your arch arch rival, but Memphis that definitely still hurt. Pretty big rival. I mean, and, well, yeah. But like the, the Milt thing also agree, felt yeah. like a it was a concerted deal. Like it was a we knew why Milt Wagner was on that staff. Like like it was very much. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, John Calipari wants a recruit. Like yeah. that that was a business deal with Kenny Payne. It was just like hey, like he's he's coaching there by choice. This feels kind of bleepy. Like he's. You know, I wouldn't do that as a U of L diehard, so it's hard for me to get in his headspace and see him doing that. So, like, I know him, and people my age know him far more for being like a Kentucky guy, like like being John Calipari's right hand man, than I know him as like a Louisville guy, as a Louisville player, just because I didn't experience that. Yeah. So, I think that going through this, it's different for me. It's different for people my age and younger than it is if you're someone like like, like twenty years from now. If Russ Smith got brought back to be Louisville's head coach, or DeWan Wheat got brought in to be Louisville's head coach, and it went poorly, and people were talking about him, like I, I can see how that would be more painful for me to deal with than like going through this with Kenny Payne, just yeah. because you have those types of memories. It, I think it's a generational thing. No, I, I get that. I remember one of the funniest things about the Mill Wagner situation was that like when it was happening, U of L fans was started coming with the joke like, "You how are you going to put him? On? He didn't have a college degree, and you're going to make him." It's like he went here though, guys. Like, yeah, I know. Of, yeah, I know. It's kind of a back like you're trying to joke on you Memphis. He and, went to a terrible school. Yeah, for, for hiring a guy with no degree. I was like, "Where is school? Like, what, am I the only one that gets this?" Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I do remember that same thing. Where it was, it that was, was like, the only knock you fans would have. I was like, "You can't hire a guy with no degree." I'm like, "Why did we get a degree?" Like when UK football fans used to, to talk about how bad our non-conference schedule was, and we we're like, "Well, you know, you're on there." <laughs> <laughs> Kind of part of the reason. I think we did that a couple of times in recent years too. It's like your non-conference schedule is one twelve. It's like, well, if we were a little bit better, <laughs> it'd be a little bit higher. Let's talk about something positive. All right, okay. I, I tease this for the break. The PGA Championship is coming back to Valhalla this May. Big deal. It, 
people are very, very excited about this, so much so that tickets sold out in record time. If you want championship plus tickets, which are you have access to the grounds, you've got inclusive food, non-alcoholic beverages, you've got dinner paid for there, you've got menus that are inspired by the surrounding region, you've got daily specials, you've got alcoholic beverages available for purchase, all this stuff, grandstand seating, those types of tickets, you can't get them now. None available for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you want any ticket for the weekend... Even if I name drop you? No. Not going to help you. Actually makes you less likely to get any tickets. But if you want any sort of tickets for Saturday or Sunday, not available. Can't get them. We've got two Championship Plus tickets for whatever damn day you want to go. If you want to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whichever day you want to go, we've got those for you. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah, They came to me with an idea. I, I pitched this. I couldn't believe that they actually accepted it. I was like, I want people to have to work for this. I don't want to just do a, hey, trivia question. Hey, blind draw. Just if you want these, we may, you know, we'll maybe go. You got to work for these. The most storied site in all of Louisville golf, the whole scene, it's not a Valhalla. No disrespect to the Valhalla people. We love you. We're excited for the tournament. But the most storied site in the Louisville golf scene is the first tee at Crescent Hill Golf Course. The thrill. It's the most nerve-wracking shot in sports. I would rather pitch Game 7. I'd rather come into close Game 7 of a World Series in Yankee Stadium as a member of a rival team than I would tee off at Crescent Hill. The reason why... The backup, the line, it's always so long. Everybody who's waiting is right there. There's nowhere to hide. They're either on the putting green. They're waiting for you to see off. If you just shank one, everybody sees it, and it's the most embarrassing thing in the world. Good thing I don't shank. You don't. You would You would thrive there. But, I mean, I a million times, I played Crescent Hill dozens of times growing up, and every single time I would like kind of push it right into the trees, and I would act like I was mad. And in the back of my mind, I was like, thank God I just made solid contact. Like, just, just get me out of here, and then let's finish the round of the golf. It's the most storied site in Louisville golf. I need you, if you want to get entered to win these tickets, to go to the first tee at Crescent Hill or around, be, be in the area, and send me a selfie of yourself doing that. Boom, you're entered. Three ways you can make that happen. If you send me the picture on Twitter, either just tweet it at me or send it in my DMs, boom, you're in. If you go to, if you email it to me, MikeRuth5 at AOL.com. I'm not changing. I'm never changing. MikeRuth5 at AOL.com. You're in. You can also send your picture in on the text line, 502-414-1450, and I'll enter your, your phone number. All of the Any entry you have has to be in by Tuesday at 3 p.m. We'll draw the winner on air. We'll make it a video. We'll hype this up. But again, these are the value of these are we've never given away a bigger t- pr- t- prize on these airwaves. Any day, championship plus tickets for the PGA Championship. You can be a Christmas hero. If your husband's dying to go to the PGA, if your wife's dying to go to the PGA, and you miss the window on tickets, boom, you've got two free ones just in time for Christmas. If you do like lose out on the tickets, if you're one of the if you're the person who doesn't win, if you're any of the people who don't win on Tuesday, you still have a chance to go to Valhalla. They do have practice round tickets that are currently still available. That's you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You can still go to the course. You can still see all the biggest names in golf. If you go to SeatGeek.com and then go to PGA Championship tickets, you can purchase your your practice uh, day tickets for as cheap as, I think, about 50 bucks right there. So that, that makes a good Christmas present as well. But if you want the big dogs, if you want the big ones, you've got a couple of days to make this happen. Go to the Crescent Hill Golf Course, take a selfie of yourself, and then get it to me either on Twitter, through email, or on the text line, and boom, you'll be entered to win. 
Trevor, I mean, I know you're not a golf person, but it still would be cool to like go. I mean, it's a scene out there at the PGA. It's very cool to, you know, maybe Tiger's coming back now. He's playing in tournaments. Maybe he'll be back for that. He won at Valhalla, one of his most uh, famous victories back in 2000. It's gonna be a it's gonna oh, be a I would, fun I would, week. I would I would take the if I won the tickets, I'd take them in heartbeat. I mean, well, you're you right. can't win these. Sorry. Well, you know, uh, you're right. I don't like I don't get into golf. I don't know anything really much about golf, but still cool. It's cool. I mean, the, the the what you described. I, I see a very good chance if I took a date, I could get laid afterwards. I drinking food, golf, showing off celebrities. Yeah, it's all happening. Yeah, I mean it's that's all happening. so. Yeah, I would definitely go. What now? Is that coming up soon? It may. Okay. Well, that's not that soon, but okay. May the, the, the PGA is used to always be in August. Now they've moved it up. It's now the the second major right after the Masters. So there's not too many golf tournaments in December, is there? Uh, there are it's a couple, not, but, it's not, it's but not the country, yeah. Not not big ones. No, the, and, and the ones at the beginning of the year also aren't going to be in this part of the country. They typically will go to to California or the well, yeah, Arizona, Florida, and South Carolina, yeah, yeah, South, yeah. yeah, That's the way it's going to be. But PGA Championship coming up. It's going to be a fun time at, at Valhalla. Hopefully, we can have. I'm sure we'll have some sort of interactive stuff going on. But I was, you know, they they wanted me to do some sort of giveaway, and I was like, here's a dumb idea that I love. <sighs> Let's make people go to the first tee at Crescent Hill and send us. I pictures. did. Somebody, I saw somebody did 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 d- put it. Sent you my picture. Somebody did send in your picture yeah. already. That's <laughs> not going to get you entered to win. There were. I mean, I posted that. I think at like twelve forty five, and then by one twenty or so, three people had already done it, which is I was very impressed that they got it done in under forty minutes. So props to you guys. You're entered to win. I kind of hope that one of you win it because uh, you know just the expediency with which it took place. But you've got four days. Make this happen. Yeah. Become a holiday hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Christmas is like we're like less than ten, like ten days away. right? It does always sneak up on me. I, I feel like it just I, doesn't even feel like Christmas outside too. I know. Well, it. yesterday, I mean, the last couple of days it's been really cold, but today it's, yeah, it's but, warmed up. But not cold. Like I, I guess, I guess because there's, there's no snow and there's no. I mean, that's, that's why I don't feel like Christmas. Like cold can be any time. That can be November. True. January. You know. I don't know. I just don't. Those are cold months. Uh, mo- right. Moms did put up the stockings last night, though. Nice. So, I mean, there is some of a Christmas feel in the house, but still, I don't know. I just haven't gotten to the Christmas mood yet. Not that I'm a big Christmassy guy, anyway. Hmm. Ooh, I just got a, I got a new cameo request. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. From, from whom, man? I'm not going to tell you. you know, this... <laughs> I don't want to blow their spot. I'm going to get a cameo request through you just, like, sucking up to me. It's like I can play it on the show. Somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm helping out on a proposal. Hmm. I think I'm going to go out. So if you're listening to this, maybe you're going to get proposed to. I think I should go on Cameo. Well, you can't. You have to get asked. What what do you mean I have to? Can you, can you, can you, is this like, I know somebody in Cameo. I know you. Can you get me in? I don't think so. I don't, I mean, the person, I told the story before, like the person, when I got asked to be a Cameo, the guy was talking to me for like 10 minutes before I realized that he was asking me to be on. I thought he was just like asking me if I could like text U of L people (laughs) to to come on. But I can't, I can't go on Cameo and sign up and like put my own profile in there? No. You have to get asked. Well, that's just rude. Well, if you, I mean, if anybody could be on there, then they would just like it'd be it's like. It's got to be illegal, right? That's, that's discrimination. No. I mean, I'll put it in good. I don't even know if this guy still works there. Who asked me? But I, I can text. I him feel like, like that's that's that's. This is because I'm not po- I'm not famous. That's discrimination. That's exactly why you're not on there. I mean, I'm not either. But <laughs> yeah, the majority of the people on there aren't fab. I'm not really famous. There, I mean, whenever I check, like the the because they send out like the the leaderboard. 
every day, like the people who get the most the cameos, a leaderboard. <laughs> the last few days, like the last like two weeks, it's been George Santos. Has got he's like dominating everybody. Oh yeah, I saw. I remember having my friends yeah. send me those the yeah, clips of people yeah, doing him. I mean, yeah. he's like quadrupling the next people. Yeah. He used to always be like the office people, and but like now it's like George Santos and then seven people that I've never heard of. Like you, it's always it's like YouTube stars or voice actors. Yeah. It's all these because the youngs are the ones who are getting all these cameos. That's true. The the Youngs. The Youngs. That's the modern version of the, the Utes. The Utes. The Utes. The Youngins. That's all happening. The two Utes. Uh, it, it is a, we should say it's a gigantic football recruiting weekend. For all the talk about basketball. And basketball. And, it's like, and now it's a basket, huge basketball recruiting I mean, weekend. You talk, I mean, listen, this is, this is like the equivalent of bringing six potential five stars in football on campus. It's the biggest recruiting weekend we've had for basketball in at least six months. There's no question about it. Probably since the last Louisville Live. What if he committed on Saturday? It's like Carter Knox is like, I'm coming. It's like he does Jimmy Chitwood. I play, Coach Payne stays. He yeah, goes, I, I go. I, and then everyone's like, all right, well, sorry. Uh, you're not going to play here. No, I was going to say, yeah, peace out, Carter. Sorry. <laughs> um, Louisville, we mentioned a couple of these guys yesterday on the show, the football program, as far as the transfer portal is concerned. Ja'Cory Brooks, Alabama wide receiver, got in town last night. He's here for a weekend visit. Former five-star receiver, caught eight touchdown passes in 2022 for the Crimson Tide. He's a big deal. Colin Lacey, <laughs> South Alabama wide receiver, deal. caught 13 touchdowns and like 91 passes this past year at South Alabama. Yep. He's down to Texas A&M in Louisville. Visited, visited A&M last weekend, visiting Louisville this weekend. He's the best available wide receiver in the transfer portal, according to On3. He obviously would be a very, very big deal. Miami running back Donald Chaney, Indiana, Jalen Lucas, they, 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 you know, he's technically a running back. He's more of an athlete. He's the guy, big-time kick returner. You can use him in the slot a little bit. Uh, he's going to be here. A, a few offensive linemen, Pete Nigra from uh, Northern Illinois. We mentioned Aeneas Peebles from Duke. He's down to five schools. He's one of the biggest defensive lineman prospects in the portal. If you land him, then my goodness, you start thinking about Peebles, Thor Griffith, and then last night, something we have not talked about, we find out officially, Ashton Gelade is yeah. back for his senior season, which is that a— was- I'm I'm a little surprised to be honest with you, but I'm. Happy. I was surprised it happened this soon, but that was that was awesome. And then uh, the other player who's coming in town, uh, Ohio State offensive lineman Victor Cutler, big pedigree as all the Ohio State kids are. That's a big deal. But Gelati coming back last night, I mean that's the biggest land that Jeff Brom's going to probably get this offseason. Like we can get well, a huge the receivers transfer. Receivers are nice, but yeah. they're nice. But Gelati, I mean, we're talking about not just a you know Jacory Brooks at Alabama. He, he caught three passes this last year. There's a reason. Like, Gelade... He lost his job to most of them. Yeah. Exactly. But still, we can still use him. He's a talented kid. But Gelade, we he was the runner-up for ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He his, The season that he has, and he's still got one game left, he's eighth on the all-time single-season uh, list for sacks. He's ninth in the country this year in sacks. He's an absolute monster. He'll likely be the ACC Defensive Player, Preseason Player of the Year going into next season, like landing him is as, as important as anything Jeff Brom's going to do this offseason, bringing him back. And Gelati, from what I'm told, it wasn't about, like, he does, he's got NIL deals here, but it wasn't like a, this huge, I need a boost in money, I need whatever. Like, he's just kind of like an old school throwback kid where he's fiercely loyal. And he, he thinks that he's got a good deal here. He thinks that the NFL draft is still going to be available to him for a year from now. And he didn't want to go anywhere else. He loves his teammates. He loves the coaching staff. He, he loves the city of Louisville. He's comfortable here. And he never, it was either, it was like Jawar Jordan, it was draft or coming back. He never entertained the idea of going to the transfer portal. And thank goodness he's coming back. Because that defensive line, as good as it was last year, has a chance to be somehow even better. Yeah, and that's led by by him coming. But yeah, I was, cause this is a guy like, 
with Jawar, you know, I wondered, you know, because you're probably Jawar's going in like maybe fourth, fifth round or something. And, you know, you talk about maybe, can you start maybe doing the nil versus salary comparison? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jelani, I could see being a late second, third round pick. Yeah. I mean, depend. I mean, he could he could fall later, but I mean, we saw you know, what, where did they go last year? I think Yaya went like fourth round, I think. Third or fourth, yeah. Third, I think it's fourth, yeah. And he didn't play. I mean, if you're going in the in that third fourth round, I mean, you're you're looking to play. I mean, especially in a defense position. So, I mean, I, I I'm a little surprised because I thought he would go and he, and if he played well in the combines, he could move moved up in that second round area. I mean, listen, they, the league loves, break, loves pass rushers who can stand up and lay down. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It's the 4 o'clock hour. It's next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Jeffersonville. She's cracked from smiling All the fears that she's been hiding And it seems that pretty soon Everybody's gonna know Hey, is this Led Zeppelin? That is correct! Hey! Step, step one to the three-step uh, theme today. Nailed it! Feeling good. Call you the carpenter. You nailed it. <laughs> yes! I, I love, I'll say that sometimes in a drive-thru. I'll like, go give an order. Like, they'll read it back to me. I'm like... Just like a carpenter, you nailed it. I just love to the reaction. What's the success rate on that joke? Not, not very well. Not very uh, good. I'm sorry. Not very good. At one point, I like it. One point, I was, with a, I was you know, well, sometimes I'll say, you are a master of your craft. And I'll pull around. And one time I was with a buddy, he's like, dude, they're just going to spit in your food. I'm like, I'm just trying to be nice. Like, how's that being me? Like, why would you get insulted if I'm just trying to be goofy with you? You are walking a thin line. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry you're working fast food. I don't know. I've been there. Trust me. But, I mean... No reason to be goofy about it. It'd be in a good mood. Enjoy it. Steer into the sw- swerving the skid. We should say, right? yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we should say programming note because of the Western Kentucky Bowl game on Monday. We are as of right now scheduled to not be on the air. Yeah, I know there's a, a back and forth. Like we were, maybe we're going to a different station. Maybe if something happens with Kenny Payne over the weekend or or on Monday morning. I feel like we need to do something. Like maybe Trev and I can like stream a, a show. We can go like on, tw- like do a spaces on Twitter or something. Like we'll figure out a way to communicate with the people. But as of right now, we are scheduled to not have a show on Monday. So if you tune in, we also need to figure out the, on Thursday too. That's yeah. That's that's not my job. That's that's. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's the the Bellerman. The, the Bellerman game apparently could technically kick us off. So we'll have to figure it out. Yeah, Bellerman women three forty five that day. Have to figure it out. They're playing Detroit Mercy, I believe. Bellman's women dominated last night. Who'd they play? Uh, Junior College of the Blind. I don't think that's the real. I don't think that's actually who they play. No, but I know. I know. Uh, Jim told me they were like division. They weren't like division two. They were like division three. Well, I'm glad they dominated. They yeah, should have. Yeah, they dominated. Yeah, but they I mean supposedly Bellman's best players. She's out right now. She's like six seven. He said so. I mean, that's that's a big miss to have. Speaking of, of Bellman and having people out, I mean the Bellman men have been just. Just devastated by by things. Yeah, they're on another station, they're not us. Well, I don't care. I mean, they, they still like, they're down to seven, I think, scholarship players right now. Wow, that's not good. And they had the terrible news like last week. Garrett Tipton, the, the kid who lit us up this year, his mom just passed away totally unexpectedly, oh. and apparently, like, found out 
while he was in the locker room after practice with his team, like everybody was crying. It's this whole thing. Um, it, the, the suitor kid also lost his grandmother the same week. Like they've just been dealing with a ton of of, of stuff. Yeah, I so I think they play time. at Freedom Hall this weekend, and they're hoping for they can get like a nice crowd out there. Um, they would like some support. They're going through a little bit of a rough time. They've had a rough spell, both on and off the court, and it'd be nice to lift them up as we get ready for conference play in the Atlantic Sun. We got a busy next. I think we've got play by play on this on this on our, our station every day next week, Monday through Friday. A lot of games happening. It's that time of the year. Yeah, I mean, and now, and then, weirdly enough, Saturday I think is the only day in this entire month that there's not play by play on my calendar. It does make me sad because you know. I'm signed up for a bunch of like college basketball newsletters and, and all this stuff, and my inbox the last couple of days has been all about like biggest slate of the year in college basketball. Like, like you won't have a better weekend when it comes to college basketball, and they're right. You've got UConn Gonzaga tonight, which is ten o'clock tip off. Good luck staying up for that, but if you can, great. Like, that's a huge deal. Number five versus number ten. Oh, you and me can stay up for that. You've got Kansas at Indiana, which you can hear on our airways tomorrow, twelve thirty on CBS. You've got Baylor at Michigan State. You've got Texas A&M at Houston. Clemson, Memphis, and then Arizona, Purdue, number one versus number three. Carolina, Kentucky, number nine versus number 14. Um, NC State, Tennessee is a good game on Saturday. And then even on Sunday, you, you've got uh, Pepperdine. a couple of top 25 teams playing. So I'm looking at this entire thing, and it's like it's so cool. And then I'm like, we've got Pepperdine, and is our coach going to get fired? Like, like that that's that's where we are right now. I'm like I feel like we're that kid looking in the, from the outside with our like face pressed against the glass of the toy store at Christmas just staring <laughs> so at everybody impressive. else having fun. It, it like I'm like, yeah, Yukon Gonzaga tonight. Like this is great. And I would love to watch these games and view them through the lens of how do they relate to my favorite team, which is how like we most of us do college basketball, right? I mean, yeah. we, we love the sport, but like when we're watching a game tonight, like if we're staying up for a Yukon Gonzaga, in most years, up until like 2017, it would always be like, "Damn, that team looks good," or "Damn, that team doesn't look good." I think we match up well against them. I don't think we match up well against them. Don't want to see them as like the three seed if, in our region if we're the two or, or whatever. And now it's just like these people look like they're playing a different sport entirely than we are, and it makes me depressed to almost watch this. That's what that's that's what college basketball is to me now. I mean, I, that that was yeah. I mean, I went through that as much as much last year as, as as this year as well too, though. Well, it hadn't changed a lot this year. No, it hasn't. It, it feels awfully similar. The only the only thing now I know is just just like I just every day it's like I'm waiting like it's like I'm waking up to my own little advent calendar like waiting to see if, I, if today is do I get a piece of chocolate or do I get a new head coach opening the box dude like, come on dude dude yeah of course uh, in the Kenny Payne era opening up an advent calendar is like the one in Bad Santa where like. A, Tylenol? <laughs> this one's got a razor blade. <laughs> I do like that. Uh, so, Jillian already put out his bracketology. Um, it, it does not have Louisville in the field of 68 as of right now. So I, oh, what? Come on, Joe. We're not in the last four. Biased. So, I just quote tweeted it. I was like, Card's not in the field. And this guy's like, You stay hating. We have a five star on campus and we get the whole team back next year. You media are part of the problem. And it's gotten to a point now I where. I really said that to you. Well, it's gotten to a point. Like, I assume that that person's joking. But I'm not sure anymore. Like, you know, like, I feel like I was really good for a long time at, at identifying like when people are joking, when people aren't joking, and things have been just so bat bleep crazy for the last few years that I, I, I like, I'm like, I think that they're in on the joke, but I'm not 100 percent sure anymore. I can't really tell. <laughs> I kind of want to look at this person's account and be like, what the hell? <laughs> the thing, the thing was like last year, I would do it the same joke every time there was a bracketology out. I was like, cards just missing the field here, and people would be like. We just lost to App State. I don't think we deserve to be in. I'm like, no, yeah, yeah of course. Like, thank you. Like, people, people were still in denial. They're like, I don't know. Uh, I think that you know, this team, they 
it's Lenardi's probably right. We're probably on the outside looking in. I'm like, yeah, our, our Ken Palm is 2,622. We're probably not going to be in the field. Well, this dude has a, a picture of an A&M player on his profile, and he's from Las Vegas. <laughs> K-Rob. <laughs> like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All streets are about Louisville, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's not the joke. I hope I think he's joking, yeah. Usually, I, but but again, like I'm never 100 percent sure. Anymore. It's it's kind of hard to, yeah. Was they supposed to invent like a sarcastic font? Sarcasm font, yeah. I mean, these these would be a tilt. it'd be tilt, right? Yeah, people would use the tilde. The, they used the sarcasm tilde back in the day, but that didn't really catch on. All right, Thornton Sex Lines five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. They had some delicious Thornton's donuts here for us at the studio today. We love them. If you love them, are they still there? Save. I think there are some some in there. Sweet. Save some money on your purchase from Thornton's, whether it's gas, donuts, or what have you, by becoming a refreshing rewards member today. Very easy to do. Just go to your app store on your phone, search Thornton's. Boom, you're in. You're saving money, and then you're texting us at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Let's see how many texts. Okay, this is it's about what I expected. We're good to go. It's fine. Text lines out for blood. Let's do it. I had someone last night go like, "Did you ever read my text?" I was like. We got to the studio. There was like 60 texts before the show even started. Yeah, yesterday. I, it was impossible to keep up yesterday. I wanted to get to the end, but it was there were a lot of people who had texted in like multiple times, and I just could read their most recent yeah, text. Yeah, so. Ooh, TJ Walker has a Twitter spaces right now. What, what is that? Is he trying to compete with our radio show? It's like it's kind of like a live show on Twitter. It says, let's talk cats versus Tar Heels. What, 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 hold on. What, what, what is this crap? There are 20 people listening. I'm going to get in there. Can we get to do that? <laughs> I'm going in there right now. Oh, he's talking right now. Do it part of the show. Can you put it up to the mic? Hold on, he's talking. Here we go. Hope he doesn't cuss. Kindly with them, uh, just to like have you know, it's like a, when you're playing a video game and you just kind of realize when the person you're playing against is better. Okay, that's enough. Game. That's enough. I mean, I could probably put it on the air better here because it comes to our board. It's okay. I'm I'm honestly worried he's going to cuss. I start to get a little nervous. Because you can curse on these things, right? This is like Carter Knox. Kenny Payne being, bringing him in for a visit. Like TJ's just trying to cut our legs out from underneath us. Our, our loyal UK listening fan base. He was talking. To, he, they talked about us yesterday on the show uh, when he brought. He, he loved your idea of doing uh, uh, different coach week. different coaches and, and thought it'd be great to have you as head coach and me as an assistant. I would love that. Flopping around the and, but we have to be mic'd. I think, I think it was a scoot. It was like, he'd be the first head coach to wear a hat in 100 years. I think about like the, the cast of characters we could do. I mean, people don't, maybe don't want to, like, retired people or people out of work don't want to do this full time. But, like, Pastner, boom. Crean, boom. David Padgett for a week, boom. Coach K, boom. Andre McGee back in for hate week. People would love it. People would feel, you can throw stuff at him during the game. Boom. You and me, boom. Uh, fan of the day for fan appreciation week, boom. We've almost got the whole season covered. Ratings, TV ratings for Louisville basketball, skyrocket. Attendance numbers, skyrocket. It's the best of a bad three-month situation. And then we can go out and hire a normal coach and get back to being normal. Can we do some certain things like do like a uh, musical chairs so winner gets to coach 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 the next game? Sure. Be, like, do a rat just a rat be like a church raffle. They'd make documentaries about this. They'd write books about this. This would be I, I'm not even the more I talk about it, the more I'm not joking. Like this would be it's a brilliant idea if you can line up the coaches to do it. We would become like we we'd go from being the laughing like this once proud program became the laughing stock of college basketball to the most fun story in the entire sport. We probably would get better ratings than some of the bigger games. Nobody cares about uh, nationally like college basketball before they get to March. They would care about us if we had Coach K coming back to coach uh, a midweek game against Boston College at nine o'clock on the CW. It'd be great. 
I don't. You ready to get your speculation uh, hamster wheel rolling? Yes. You ready to get, to get going when we start the, the the autopsy of breaking down every little nuisance of everything every coach says because that leads to him being our next head coach. Yeah. I I don't have the audio in front of me, so I don't know what exactly he says, but. A tweet uh, from someone says, I asked Jerome Tang if he's unhappy at Kansas State after how the, the Tomlin situation played out. Here's his answer. Now, I don't know what his answer is, but it's retweeted by Tyler Grieber, who says, a very interesting answer, to say the least. Hmm. I'm intrigued to know what Tang says. I'm too. Because, I mean, if it's interesting, I mean, does that mean it's interesting as in, what, what's the lyric in our song? How's it go? You're talking about you're talking big things. I'm talking Jerome Tang. <laughs> we getting Jerome Tang. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait to produce that. Uh, Truly Donovan, like Rick Rubin over here. Truly Donovan also has a post out where he's kind of saying what he's what he's heard, and there are he's saying he's heard that Danny Manning has been offered the interim, but he's turned it down. Uh, that was kind of an old report that was out there. That was from like a month ago, right? Or yeah, something? Yeah. I, I don't think that that's necessarily true. <laughs> Nick um, just retweeted to Tyler. So just go right ahead and write up the contract, Josh. Yeah, but just to, <laughs> you know, he, he's saying he thinks it's going to happen, but also he's kind of hearing the, the timeline that Payne could coach, will probably coach against Pepperdine and could coach against Kentucky too. This is this is where I am at this point. Like, If you're asking me, stuff's fluid, stuff could always change. I mean, he could be fired in five minutes. We, we don't know for sure. Yeah. If you're asking me what I think is going to happen, I think Payne coaches this weekend. I think Payne coaches against Kentucky. And then I think Payne is gone and potentially the entire staff is gone as well. And we have this this turning of the page that no. happens with 13 days off before we start the new season with conference play. Because the next game after that would be January 3rd, right? January 3rd. So you have 13 so days now, off do you, do you, do you against wait, Virginia. Do you at least wait till right after Christmas or do you announce on Christmas Day? You announce the day after the Kentucky game. Okay. The right after the, the 22nd? Yeah. At the, at the press, he doesn't come to the press conference. You got to know why? <laughs> he fired at halftime. No, no, no. The day after the Kentucky game, the twenty second, yeah, is is when you would do it. That's when you would make a move. I mean, if we bring in an interim head coach, and they beat Virginia in their first game, <laughs> which is the, you know, the program that we can never beat, it would be in Charlottesville, uh, one the only arena in the ACC that we have not won since joining the conference. Um, I feel like that would be. A big deal. Like you, you'd have a pretty nice little home crowd there for the next time when you come back against Pitt that Saturday. That would be fun. Do you have a name to give us the possible interim? Coach? No, I, I like I really because I I think I'm I'm not exactly dancing around the fact that I have heard that this is a very strong possibility mm, that the, the staff could go. I've not heard like nobody is floating names as far as like you know David Patrick, Chris Mack. Like I haven't heard anything. The only thing I texted David about like, that'd be funny after the the text line had blown up with his the, the reports of him. In his first game as low elementary coach, losing fifty four to one, just to ask if he had any comment, and he like I, I had to move him down my interim coach. He confirmed they lost fifty four to one. You know, he said that they they, they got to fight more. <laughs> he got tricked. They threw his own out there, and I was like, I got to move you down my list now. Yeah. I blame the refs. The refs had it out for him. Yeah, but he did confirm that they in his first game as head coach of Lowell Elementary, they lost fifty four to one. So I I don't know how you can bring David Paget in on the heels of that performance, but people would like it. I think I think we should do a live uh, sports thing on, on on Twitter on Monday during the KRC show. <laughs> Just backlash. That would that would require you to get way uh, up way too early. It could be at least entertaining. It would be. <laughs> Just do it from your bed. <laughs> Just be talking up a loogie every five seconds. All right, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. Texture says Tony Bennett got to make him say no. Uh, make him say no. I would call Tony Bennett like once a day. We in it to win it. That's why we getting Tony Bennett. 
I got a kick you to get this song on down on track. Make him say nah. <laughs> nah. Nah, 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 nah. Um, I'm surprised Ben's name hasn't come up in this list of this game yet. He'd be one of the first ones I'd think would come up. I, I, I found myself because of... So have you seen like the the controversy with Rick Bozich? Talking about how he's probably deleted every tweet he's by like sixty. Like, he basically just like deleted his whole account. Like like he just he scrubbed because he was very chesty. He wrote the thing about. Also noticed he isn't following me anymore, which kind of hurt. He never followed me, which is fine. He but he he, he wrote he wrote the thing before the start of the season that was very in defense of, of Kenny Payne, and a lot of people were like responding with like he's not going to be the head coach, and like he was responding to everybody, but being like I'm taking notes, like like I'm keeping this, like. I'm keeping your tweet for future reference. Like I'm, I'm saving this noted all this stuff, and he deleted all those tweets, and then just started deleting like everything that he's ever tweeted. Besides, like I think tweets from up to three days ago are the only ones on his timeline. Now. So wait a minute, are, do, are there no longer pictures of him grilling out? I, I think those are gone. Those are gone forever. Well, that's not cool. But I ended up because somebody sent me that. Like I, I like, somebody sent me the the Tim Sullivan tweet from 2020, which I ended up <laughs> it was. I fell down a wormhole of like old tweets during just, the, the last few coaching searches. You know what's funny is you, I saw what you're talking about, and I saw you tweet that last night. I thought I didn't realize it was an old tweet. I'm like, what is going on? Like, it took me a minute to realize the date on the tweet. The date's right there. It shouldn't, I, it shouldn't be that hard to see. Yeah, but you shouldn't be doing that old stuff. That, that's confusing, man. Well, I also said that we're number seven in the country, so you should have been able to realize that it wasn't a. Yeah, but you always make you always make jokes like that. I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know, how, I mean, Trevor. I mean, there's no way to misconstrue this. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, Tim Sullivan. There's a tweet from January 4th, 2020, where he said a prominent booster sent me a text today lamenting that Louisville didn't look harder at Kenny Payne to coach the men's basketball team. I'm not convinced that Chris Mack's honeymoon is over after two straight losses, but fans are invariably impatient. And so I went back and looked it up. I was like, what was going on? We lost two. We were 11 and two in number seven in the country. And you got boosters who are like, we should have hired Kenny Payne. We should have done this. And like this led me down a rabbit hole of Kenny Payne tweets from 2018 to in 2020, and then the last did the, the last go round in January and February and March of 2022. And some of the things that people were saying, like I remembered it. I remember, I remember we, you know, the Scott Drew debate that came up on our show where people were like, I don't know, I don't know about Scott Drew. He doesn't have the the intangibles that Kenny Payne has. I'm like, he just won a national title. But there were people who were like, anybody who wants Tony Bennett over Kenny Payne is a GD moron. And I'm like, the, like that style? We just played pack line with Chris Mack. I'm like, T- Tony Bennett's winning the ACC every... I don't care if he does it winning games 5-2. to two. He's winning games at a high level. Like th- Some of the takes that were flying around just made... Absolutely no sense, and they look even worse in hindsight. But there was, I was going down. I was like, man, a lot of people have a lot of tweet deleting to do from over the years. I mean, there's some bad takes. First of all, there. don't delete it. Leave it out there. Own up. Second, uh, I mean, this is more of a great example of why at least we got this out of our system, hiring Kenny Payne and knowing it. Never, right. Never have to do it yeah, again. Never. Yeah, because I mean, like I said, if we, I mean, even if we'd fired him after last year, you would have had the whole, wow, he didn't get the chance to have his recruiting class for sure. <laughs> I mean, we had to get we had to get it out of our system for everybody. So you, we had to make sure everybody touched the stove, so they would know that we weren't lying when we said it was too hot. No, I think that's uh, very fair for sure. Unfortunately, it was it's been very miserable. You, you know, eighteen months or whatever we're doing it, and it's let's get it over with. Texas, Texas, any word on what was discussed in the meeting between her and the players, and was KP at practice today? Uh, 
they didn't have practice yesterday. I know that, which is I mean, do they ever? Who needs it? <laughs> we almost beat Arkansas. We almost lost by only single digits to Arkansas State. They deserve he's, a day he's, off. He's got a train set to put together. We're fine. <laughs> These kids have earned it. Um, I, I assume that he wasn't practice today. <laughs> Why do we have no practice? I mean, come on. How do you, how do you take practice off? I mean, you got a got a home game tomorrow or on Sunday. You're taking Friday practice. I mean, I mean, we had years where we would That's just, we would only beat like Louisiana Tech by twenty, and so Patino wouldn't let the kids go home for Christmas, and like they, they, they had to practice. And now it's like we lost Arkansas State at home by twelve. You guys, you've earned it. We'll see you in forty eight hours. That's just it is oh, insane. That's yeah. I mean, yeah. As far, like, the herd players meeting. No, I, I, I. I if I had any insight, I'd give it to you. This is not a, like, oh, I've got to say closed-lipped. I have no idea what was going on there. What would you guess would be said? All <sighs> speculation. Don't run to the message boards yet. I mean, I think it's – I don't think it even matters. I think this is – You think he informed them that the inevitable was no, around I, the corner? I, I think this is all by design. I, again, like, I don't think it was some crazy thing. I, I think this is just – he's laying the foundation to get rid of the entire staff because – you don't need the players backing. You don't need the public to know that you have the players backing to get rid of Kenny Payne. Everybody wants Kenny Payne gone at this point. All you have to do, if there's one person out there who's upset about Kenny Payne being fired, all you have to do is be like, 8-34, and 34, dude. Like, like, you know, he's got a 500 record against mid-major opponents. And I think he's beaten, what, one major opponent. He's 2-20 and 20 in conference. He hasn't won a game away from the KFC Yum Center. All of that speaks for itself. You don't need leaked reports about, hey, the players were on board with whatever decisions be made, unless it's something as stark as and as extreme as getting rid of the entire staff for, again, non-off-the-court purposes just seven weeks into a season. But the, the difference between this and the Mac situation is in the Mac situation, I mean, it was there, it was evident that the, 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 the players were kind of wanting the staff to change. We're wanting Mac gone and, and vice versa, opposed to or it doesn't feel like this team is – they still kind of support Kenny Payne, the players. But again, like that, that wasn't as, as black and white as far as wins and losses. Like, this is – Nobody is going. You don't need any outside support. Like you, you don't. The, the fans don't care about what the players think about Kenny Payne at this point. The, the players can all be like, "We love him. We don't want to play for anybody else." And the fans are like, "The dude's won eight games. He's got to go." <laughs> With Chris Mack, the players and their feeling, it led us to believe that things weren't going to get better under him because of that. Like, like you yeah. had to have that. I mean, this was a guy again who had just barely missed the NCAA tournament the year before, and who had been the number one team in the country the, the year before that. So, like, there were. If you wanted to keep him because you thought things were going to get better, then there were there were some boxes to check that you you had some ammo here. You've got like you don't need any support. Well, you don't need it, but I mean, you I would think if you're Josh, I mean, you want if, if one reason you'd want to get talk to the players before any triggers pulled is that I mean, could you have some concern that there could be players leaving with Kenny if you let him go at this point in this whole staff? Oh no, we might not be good at basketball. Well, we might not have players to yield a team is what I'm worried. I mean, oh no, we might not win games. <laughs> the, the season's done. Like, like we don't care at this. It's all about the future at this point. I don't think that's a concern Glad whatsoever. To see you're worried. Oh no, he may take Zan with him. Like, like you know, Danilo well, was... may not be a Cardinal next year. I mean, what if what if Sky Trey and James all left? Oh no, we might not be winning games. Do you see a common theme here, Trevor? <laughs> there is. Oh no, we suck again. We suck still. <laughs> when you're 292nd in the net rankings, what happens for the rest of the All year right, if point. you lose All a couple right. of players isn't exactly of paramount importance. All right. <laughs> what, what if, I was going to say, what if we can't yield to my four is out there? 
Texas, did you see Michael Che's comments regarding? Like, I think three different people tagged me in this on Instagram. The what? Michael Che, who does Weekend Update on SNL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had an Instagram post where it just said, pull one up for Kenny. I think he had a, a friend or somebody he knew named Kenny who, who passed away. And like three different people just commented, is, is this about Kenny Payne? And tagged, tagged about me Kenny on it. Payne. I was like, That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Texas says, whenever it finally happens, I propose a going away song for Kenny in the style of Goodbye Toby from The Office. <laughs> Goodbye, Kenny. It has sucked. Since you've come here, we've been sh- sh- Tyler bleeps. I don't, know if I, I don't even know if I can say that anymore. His last name is Shock. I, I, don't, I don't know how to, how to deal with that. Goodbye, Kenny. It's been nice. That's, honestly, that's the pinnacle of comedy is Michael Scott doing, doing the goodbye Toby. Toby. Yeah. Toby's going away. Then he give See him a, doesn't he give him a rock? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and then he's about to play off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny's going away. Texas the defensive line is going to be insane next year. Uh, that fe- it also says that feeling when you're a teacher and it's finally Christmas break is unmatched. Well, KP getting fired is a close second. <laughs> but we don't know when it's coming though. I miss the uh, the Christmas vacation anticipation of, of this dude. I mean, that's just. The first year I was out of college, I, mean, I just like kept waiting for Christmas break to come, and it just didn't. I was now like, it's I was like, like, well, this I don't sucks. even know it's here, gone. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I don't know. If, so I went to that and weekends. Like, well, I do, weekends I do appreciate now. Now usually I'm off on weekends, but like that's another like set the Saturday, Friday night, and Saturday night. It's different. It's, yeah, yeah, it's just not. Now it's just like it's a day it ends and why. Yeah, I agree. Texture says podcast listener, and I learned today that you are doing cameos. Are you doing them today? Um, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna read the rest of your text. Oh, this is a yeah, this is the person who's the cameo. Person cameo yeah. I, I will do it either during a break or after the show today. That's a promise, texter. Don't worry about it. I'm not gonna read the rest of your. T- I don't want to give away anything else. He only said three texts. This is only his third text. He's, he wants to help, wants to help out. We're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna make, I'll make it happen. Texture says, uh, "Kenny sent this to Carter Knox. <laughs> it's the gift of um, uh, Kevin Hart saying just saying help me." Help. Texas, we need a staff overhaul right now. We need Lieberman and Peyton Siva to take over as the new staff for the rest of the year. Sure, fine. I, I just don't know if I'd want. I, the only reason I wouldn't want to do that is then you just like, are you just? What if they do well? Then people are like, let them stay, and then you got to hold the. I'd want if we're bringing in new people. I want them to have no connection to history of Louisville. That way, you can just pull the bandaid fine. off at the end of the year with no. You problem. can pull the bandaid off regardless. Like people, we support if like unless. What they, if Siva came in and won like went like twelve and twelve and ten or something? You still you, you go in a different direction. Uh, just there, maybe like there may be some pleas for him to stay on staff, but yeah. like you don't. I, I don't think that that would be a concern. I think everybody would know going into it. I mean, like there were some cries for and look, Patrick damn near made the NCAA tournament. Probably should. I have. preached for him to keep the job, but I, I still think that would have been. He would have been better than Mac anyway. I don't know about that. I mean, you need to move in. A, we needed to move in a different direction. Uh, we just didn't move in a great one. And now we are here. We are what four years later. And we want Mac. We want David back. I would love David back. So see, I was right. We should never got rid of him in the first place. Texture says Kenny Payne. I love how you, you, you like your, your biggest fear is something that you've been advocating for like <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> Texture says Kenny Payne is going to recruit Carter Knox now, like he did Rex Chapman. Nuts. Uh, <laughs> Carter Knox gets to the campus and he's like, "I wouldn't go here if I were you." <laughs> he meets him at the airport. Come on, we're, we're flying out here together. Let me show you the practice facility. I would go to UK though, but here, come on, let's hang out. Here are the guys. The guys are better at UK though. Texas KP is just bringing the Knox kid in to make it look like he is still doing his job. Uh, what if KP even knows he's coming? <laughs> I mean, that's a serious question, man. He's moving in silence. I wasn't joking. I was actually being serious. <laughs> what if he even? I mean, I mean, that dude, he didn't know players were in the stands. He didn't know guys were off the team. He didn't know that statements are being put out. He didn't know what tights to wear. I mean, how do we know if he knows recruits coming? He might not. 
He might not. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. Texas, it feels absolutely impossible that Kenny coaches against Pepperdine. Not after all this. I look. He's. I mean, it hasn't been announced by now. Ever. He's getting Pepperdine. Here comes Kenny. I mean, there's going to be two thousand people at that game. They had a lower attendance. I saw that um, they found somebody FOIA requested the official attendance numbers for, yeah, for Wednesday, and it was lower than the New Mexico State game. So it was a new low for the history of men's well, basketball. What was it then? Forty two hundred something. I'm, I'm amazed it was that much, to be honest with you. I, I kind of was, too, but I think that you're going to, even for a weekend game, I, it's probably going to be even lower on Sunday. Well, it's a Sunday afternoon, yeah. I mean, I'd rather watch the NFL. Texture says, who would the interim be if the whole staff is play? I don't know. I, I I really and truly don't know. I mean, Beeline? I'd love it if, if it were. I mean, I think. Now, there'd be one I'd argue to keep, but I mean. That's what if one. we did get Coach K for the last, like, three months? And it just, like, I mean, just shakes the whole foundation. What if we just bring in basketball? the whole group, basically, Roy Williams, Coach K. Bayheim. Behind, they all come. That's the staff. That's the staff. Oh my god! Pastner is like the third man. He's like the video coordinator. No, he's, I was gonna say he's the GA. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Who else could we get? Who, who else has been retired recently? Coach K, Jay Wright. Yeah, Jay, yeah. That's your that's your that's your three. Now I don't know who the head is in this this group. It's got to be rotating. Rotating yeah, different game every game. Coach K gets one game. Roy Williams gets one game. K's like, oh, I just want Kentucky. That's all I want. We end up winning the ACC. That, that would be so great. <laughs> I mean, this the, the 30 for 30 on that. This is the movie. I'm telling you, these are million-dollar ideas. Can we get this done? Texas, well, no, but. Come on. I believe in Josh. You can do it, dude. Texas says, according to Matt Norlander's source, I saw, I, I heard his snippet. Um, he said, Payne's unlikely to be fired before Louisville's game on Sunday. Louisville will be moving on from Kenny Payne. The expectation is sooner rather than later they will not drag this on throughout the course of the season. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's everything that's out there says the timeline's going to be, I think, after the UK game. Like someone asked me if they I thought Kenny would get fired on Sunday right after the Pepperdine. I'm like, if they, if we get, if he's, if he's not coaching UK, they're not announcing it till Monday. They're not going to announce it on a Sunday. It would be maybe the funniest situation if, like, we beat Pepperdine by 30 and then they fired him two hours later. It's like, I mean, congrats on your best win at Louisville. Here's the game ball. Get out. I mean, at this point, though, aren't we just expect? I mean, we're bringing in Tom Green. We're not. We shouldn't be shocked at the announcement of the let go. We're just waiting for it to be announced. Oh, it's not a question of, yeah, uh, of exactly. if at this point. It's a question of when. So I mean, yeah, whether it's yeah, I think that's all it is. It's, I agree. Texture says, "Is Trevor dismissed from the station, but somehow not in trouble?" Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I guess. It took me a second. I was like, wait a minute. What? He's not in trouble, guys. No, not in trouble, but no. I'm not allowed to. Don't worry about it. Let's take a break. When we My come back. My card did not work to this morning. I had to climb it through the window. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> More from the text line after the break 502 414 1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 
Welcome back in. Friday edition. That was like one of my first moments of knowing this song, too, was Wayne's Oh, me too. I, I, I still don't think I really knew what they are talking about until I got older. I eventually would see uh, Paige and Plant in concert in 97. Uh, awesome show. And I'll just never forget, like, Paige like, starts playing, like, the first, like, little riff of Stairway, and the place just blows up. And he leads it into, like, Dancing Days or something. Oh. Because they have not played Stairway since, like, 81 live in person. Oh, I didn't know that. When Bottom died, they, they swore off singing Stairway live. Like, it hasn't been performed live by them since, like, I think 81 or something like that. I think when Bottom died, it was 80, roughly. Oh, I know I do. So, yeah, it's kind of a, so that, I remember just hearing, I was like, oh, he's going to do it. And it's like, no. Is that Led Zeppelin, by the way? Uh, Page and Plant. That song, is that, is that Zeppelin? That is Led Zeppelin. <laughs> did I get it right? <laughs> Two for two. Congratulations. You knew Stairway to Heaven was Led Zeppelin. Nailing it. Did you know the sky is blue? Have not missed uh, have not missed one since the first hour. Feel now do you good. know the do have you seen have you got the pattern yet? No, no idea. You have no clue. I've I've no. I got a cookie forever gets on the text line knows it. I'm text line probably knows. But uh we have like seventy five texts to get through before we get there. By the way, I don't know. I thought it was we went to break. Do you remember the movie Space Cowboys? I never saw it, but I know of it. You know of it. It's, it the premise is the four old guys old coming guys, out of Right. That's how I'm picturing like them walking. There's a scene where they're like walking into NASA. I'm picturing that being Roy Williams, Kay, Bayheim, and, and and Wright walking into Louisville to take over as our job. Passing our video. Cardinal Cowboys. We're here to bleep stuff up. It's like Give me a photo. First shot. game we lose to Pitt by 13, by 32. <laughs> I can just see them all walking. Let's go. It's going to happen. That's the staff. If Josh Hurd can't deliver that, then I think it may be time for a change at the AD position. I, yeah, I mean, that, we're not asking a lot, right? I, all I want is head coach Coach K, associate head coach Roy Williams, assistant coach Jim Beheim, assistant coach Jay Wright, video coordinator Josh Pastner. I don't think that that's asking too much. I'm sorry. I, I, last I checked, Josh Hurd got paid to to put the basketball program in a position to win. Am I wrong? <laughs> Can we bring Larry Brown in there somehow? Hologram Chuck Daly. Hologram Chuck Daly. Ops director. <laughs> I mean, Kenny Glines, Kenny's coming back then, right? This Phil point. Jackson's not doing anything these days. I he's don't think books. he is. Get him here. He's uh, whatever Milt Wagner's doing. Hybrid role. Bring Phil Jackson in a hybrid role. University and athletics. <sighs> Jesus Christ. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's. It's where we've been. It's where we've been. It's not where we've, we've, we've been here for a while. Texted them digging the Zeppelin. Me too. Yeah. He, I text line knew it was Led Zeppelin, just like me. <laughs> yeah. I bet this is one of, what, what Zeppelin album is, in, is on your Spotify right now? Stairway. Ooh, Spotify contest. Most Spotified Zeppelin song. Stairway? Um, No. I feel like there's there's could be there could be a, like an underdog out of there. No, I I think it's um um oh god oh now I'm just blanking on the the song. I bet it's um what's the um uh, oh god this is <laughs> this is like this is my what, lack of Zeppelin knowledge. Well, first of all, is this what it sounds like when I do this? Yes, it is. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> wow, no wonder you get so frustrated. Sorry, this is annoying. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm thinking. Today, Junior, come on. Casimir. Yes, yes. That's what I'm thinking of. It's the one that, what's his name, ripped off for Godzilla. Yeah, Yeah. Come Puff Daddy. Yeah. I can see that being up there. A whole lot of love I can see being there. Let me check. Black Dog I can see there. But I think I'm going to go, I'm still going to, I'm going to go the easy one. I'm going to say Stairway. You are correct. It is Stairway. Stairway is number one. Yeah. 
by a fairly wide margin. You named two of the, the two songs you just named are two of the other top four, but, uh, you, but you did not name number two. So Black Dog, Whole Lot of Love. Black Dog is four. Whole Lot of Love is three. Um, uh, immigrant song. Immigrant song is two. Boom. Okay, yeah. Well done. I know my Zeppelin. Five is rock and roll. Rock and roll is here to stay. Yeah, when the levee breaks again. Going to California is one of my favorites. I played that actually on uh, the the show with Gary when I played all California tunes with you. Nice. That you didn't notice it because you didn't know who Zeppelin was at the time. Oh, I, I knew it. I've taught you who Zeppelin is since. I I I have not missed one since. <laughs> I recognize them every time they're on. Texture says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Dale Romans, make him say no. <laughs> He's on the Bellman bench for the game against us. I love how we're going to the hour. We've resorted now down to the, uh, the, the successful horse trainers. He's look. He's yeah. won a lot in Louisville. Is he the one that's suspended though? No, no, no. He's the one who set the new record for most wins at Churchill Downs. Which one got suspended? Bob Baffert. Okay, and several others. No <laughs> horse racing. Oh, who's, who's, not a clean game. Who's Nick's favorite? The um, um, Safi Joseph. No, the uh, uh, what's his name? The uh, Cox guy. Brad Cox? Yeah, that's right. They can say no. He's very successful. Make yeah. Him Bring him in. Texture says, putting Kenny out of his coaching misery would be the greatest Christmas gift that we can give him. <laughs> I I did love how, like... It's got kind of true. Because there's been... you know, Now, people are... It's the easiest story in college basketball to write right now, is from a national perspective. Like, local people have been doing it for a while, but, like, now national people are like, it's time for Louisville to fire Kenny Payne. It's good. But, like, uh, there have been three or four in the last couple of days that have come from the perspective of... It's like the merciful thing to do on both sides. Like it's actually better for Kenny Payne if he just gets fired. And I'm kind of like, okay, let's let's not. This is the classic like breakup where like you deserve better. It's 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 me. It, this isn't fair to you that we're keeping. Like let's not act like we're doing him a favor by kicking his ass to the curb. And this isn't just. Uh, we're doing this for ourselves. We're embarrassed by the state of the men's basketball program. We recognize that this guy is an absolute dumpster fire as a hire. Like we're not. We're not giving him grace by by like keeping his keeping from him him from embarrassing himself on the national stage by just firing him. But that story has been written multiple times the last forty eight hours or so, and I'm like, all right, come on. I just noticed a tweet that came in or text came into to KRC this morning. It's breaking news. I saw breaking news. I was like, I must see what this says. It's obviously a joke, but it's uh, the texture says University of Louisville has parted ways with Kenny Payne to replacing him with Jack Harlow as interim coach. I take it. Harlow in the press conference. I know I'm a little green. I learned a lot on the set of White Man Can't Jump. We may not make the tournament, but the halftime show will be fire. Yeah. There you go. Texture says... Tennis would go up. Sure. Texture says, I would rather be humiliated by UK by 40 points and have parted ways with KP than be humiliated by UK having to take the foot off the gas just to be nice to KP. I said that a dozen times yesterday. That's the thing. It's like people are like, oh, I'm I'm worried that if we fire KP before the UK game that... Cal may just like take it out on us. Like, oh no, we might get embarrassed yeah. on court. Like, it, it, like it's just as embarrassing for them only to beat us by twenty because Kenny Payne's the head coach. Like, like regardless, next Thursday is gonna. God, we're only six days away. Is gonna be an embarrassment. Like, no, it's just, I don't know. I've said so I would. I, I don't. I'd rather lose by sixty with an interim than than him take it quote unquote easy on us. Texas Kenny's only bringing in Carter Knox to tell him to go to UK. Yeah, he's, that's how. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's starting to feel like. Seems uh, to be what he does on visits to U of L. Yeah, that seems to be his mo. What if AJ Johnson's like, yeah, he told me to go to Texas. <laughs> well, he didn't if not Texas anyway. But he yeah. didn't, but he committed. You end up in Australia with uh, flowers, right? He did. 
Texture says, it would be so U of L for our last image to be KP and Cal laughing it up after a beatdown. I'd rather not see that. Get it, get him out before that game. I don't know. I think it'd be fully reflective of the last two years of misery that we've gone I through. I think it would describe, yeah, in very, yeah, I agree. We lose to Kentucky by 27. He and Cal are yucking it up in the hand. Yeah, right. He ain't, well, because Cal's taking it easy because it's yep. Kenny Payne. You got, he and Cal are yucking it up in the, the handshake line. He's bro-hugging uh, DJ Wagner. <laughs> he, he he walks out of the tunnel, takes one last look at the crowd, throws double L's down, and just walks off for good. I can see that happening. <laughs> Here's the post-game press conference. Just says, I'm a wildcat. Gets up and leaves. <laughs> Kaiser so says it out of there. Like, Damn. Go, coach. What, what do you what do you have to say about the double L's down? Did we put out a statement on that? I can't dwell on that right now. I'm not in trouble. I'll tell you that. Texas says I personally hope that he does have to coach against UK. He'll have a front row seat for the humiliating beatdown while their ten thousand fans in attendance roar while they dunk all over us one time after another and R two thousand boo him. It'll be the appropriate nail in his coffin, and there will be absolutely no justification for continuing on afterward. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sorry, you lost me for a second. Going Don't back and reading old tax? No, I break. I was well, yeah. I was, I was clear. I was making. Yeah. Texas Josh Fastner <laughs> on the face shield for interim. Let's do it. Texas Kenny Payne is like owning a boat. The best days are the day you buy it and the day you sell it. <laughs> is it not a Family Guy line or something? It's a I man. It's a, it's just like a saying. Is it no I've saying? Heard, okay. Yeah, from people they're like, yeah, they own. I feel like I've seen that on a show owner. before somewhere. Yeah, I've never owned a. Bo- I've only been on one boat. You've ever. never owned a boat. I'm shocked. <laughs> I took the mystery box. Breaking news here. <laughs> I chose the mystery box. I got two tickets to a comedy show instead. Uh, I've, and the only time, I think I told you, I went on the, I'm the only boat I've ever been on was the Bell Louisville in fourth grade. You've never been on a boat besides that? That's the only time I've ever been on a boat. I can't get you on a boat. I don't know. Guys my size don't like, have a tendency of wanting to be on something that like holding you up and floating wise. That's no, why I don't like flying. Get a bigger boat. <laughs> we Boats need, are fun. We need a bigger boat. I'm, I still got to get on a horse. Yeah, that's okay. One step at a time. I mean, yeah, more logical steps at that. Yeah, still got to get a pole vault. Well, when Dale still Rowans, trying to find an alligator for me to race. When Dale Rowans becomes the head coach, then we get you on the horse. I mean, if, if Roush can't get me a horse, I mean, he owns like seven of them. He still won't hook me up. Does Roush own horses? His, his family's got money. They're, they're rolling in dough, like the McDucks. I mean, are you, are they, you mean that they have like those like shares of? Horse right I don't here. know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Texas says, "I say, your boy says the Carter Knox visit is well timed by Kenny Payne." Yeah, I don't think there's any. Again, I don't really think he knows he's coming. <laughs> Texas says, "You have to think that the uh, complete overhaul is coming." I agree with Mike because uh, Jameson. I mean, he's a total question mark. No one I see is immature and boneheaded. Um, multiple reports of players actively ignoring Manning's instructions the past two seasons shows lack of respect for this leadership. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's. In a lot of ways, even though it's there's a lot more steps, there's a lot more to it, it does seem like the simplest act, given this situation, is just to be like, all right, everything. when it gets this bad, it's because everybody just sucks ass completely at their job. How about you guys just, just go somewhere else? Let's We're, we're going to move on completely and just ride this out for three months and then start from scratch. Um, it'd be easier for Josh, and I'm sure it'd be less messy to just be like, we're promoting – Kenny's gone, we're promoting Danny – Nolan's up, Josh is up, Milt is or, or Reese is now the third full-time assistant, like all, all that stuff. But I, I, I can see why you would just, especially if talking to the players, if they're saying the same things, why you would want to just be like, this is not, we, we can't leave this program in the hands of any of these people. Texas, Trevor, if we beat Kenny, if we beat Kentucky with Kenny Payne, 
can I give you an anime to watch? It'll be good, I promise. <laughs> if we beat UK in basketball, I will watch an anime too. If we beat Kentucky in basketball, I will reenact the anime. Well, that's not don't maybe figure out what anime it is before you agree to that. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be like the one off Super Troopers. Afghanimation. I mean, that's the best case scenario for you. <laughs> Texas, it would be hilarious if Knox gives a commitment to U of L this weekend, contingent on KP staying as coach. Yeah, I mean, he does the Jimmy Chitwood thing, but I, I think everybody would be like, okay, <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> people would be like, we don't, we don't need you that much. It's not worth it to us. Unless it's Ralph Sampson reincarnated, I don't think I'm keeping KP for anybody. Even then, I'm like, I don't. I, mean, I would still question it. I agree. If we, were, oh, there's kids right now going like, who the hell's a Ralph Sampson? If we were able to trade rosters with like the Warriors, I still think I'd be like, no, it's not worth it. We, we've got to move on. Well, that would be actually just fun to see KP try to coach Draymond Green. I couldn't do it right now. I guess. Can, can you? Can, won't be. I guess that'd be the second time in uh, Golden State Warriors history a player chokes a coach. Texas KP was an adequate player, but never close to the most important or valuable. Had some good games, but never sustained awesome. I, I, I thought about this. going back and and look thinking about it. Like I thought the same thing, but I never want to say anything because I feel like I'm going to be blast. It's going to be blasphemy to say that. Like, was he ever really the best player on a team at Louisville? No, I, don't, I think that I mean, he was a role I, player, right? That's what I, my understanding is that he was never. Yeah, he was kind of like the third or fourth best player on most. Now teams. he did go in the first round of the draft. He did. And he was nine. 19th, if I want to stay correct, I, I want to say in that area, I want to say 19. You are a draft savant, but yeah, give or take a pick or two. But I, but still, I mean, yeah, he wasn't. I don't remember. Like you talk about those teams, I mean, you think that's Ellison team. That's you know, Le, you know, Ebrick Sullivan was on those. Bradford was right. I mean, that was yeah. I, I don't yeah. I just he, I mean yeah. He's same class as Purvis, so you feel like he was Purvis was always the best or second best player on the yeah. teams, right? He wasn't the best player. I mean, Belton Spencer might have been second. Well, that's true. Let's look 88, 89, the Louisville team. Um, I'm trying to find stats. He averaged 14.9 points per game. He was the second leading scorer on that team behind Purvis Ellis, and LeBradford was the third leading scorer. Uh, but of course, LeBradford, you could argue with his assist numbers, was the second most important and averaged 12 points per game. And that was the back to back Sweet 16 loss teams to Illinois and Oklahoma, right? Yeah. So yeah. he was, de- I mean, he was the second or third best player on that team for sure, but I, like, he was never the best player on a team because he was there with, with Purvis. Yeah. What pick was he? 19. You're right. No, I nailed that. Right? Okay. 76ers. I never question your knowledge on draft. I'm usually around, especially in that era. His junior that's year. Catch, that's where to get me. <laughs> yeah. His junior year, he was the fourth leading scorer on the team. Behind Purvis, Herbert Crook, and LeBradford, average ten point seven points per game. So that's yeah. And he was right there with with Williams and Spencer. It's who averaged seven each. So he's, he's kind of a uh, yeah third option role player. I mean, was, yeah, it's, a Jerry Smith. Still better bigger. than he was as a coach. Texas, well, yeah, unless he was a walk on, we couldn't name coach. I mean, better as a player. The coach would be Robbie Valentine. Texas says, "Where do you think that we would be uh, had by some strange twist? Pegues ended up getting the head coaching job after Mac. Between Final Four and Four and Twenty Eight, where on the scale would we be right now? Would keeping an interim coach longer than just the end of the season be worth it? If it meant we got a much better hire rather than the current best option, I mean, we'd be better with Mike Pegues. We wouldn't be where we want to be. I feel confident uh, saying that. I mean, I think we could have competed for it." bracket a tournament shot i mean with Pegues, it's possibly. impossible to say i mean he like you talk about like we didn't know with kenny Payne. like mike mcgee's has never been a head coach either i mean he went to he went from here to butler where he's coaching under thad mata um i like i don't know how he would have recruited i don't know anything mm-hmm. i st- i still having said that feel confident that we would have won more games over the last oh, two years God. well yeah as the, uh, he the won seven the year before alone 
Yeah, he did. He's, he's won. He almost won as many as Kenny has in in a year and a half so far. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I guarantee. You, I I think I it just I, yeah, an educated guess. Put my head to. I would say he would. I think we would won maybe eighteen games last year, maybe seventeen. He was seven and eleven. Yeah, as the interim and won a Bahamas championship. Yeah, and he won more games in tw- in eighteen appearances than than Kenny did in thirty two last year. That means he's twice the coach. Almost twice the coach. Almost. Almost. Texas, I missed the first hour. Can we talk about how many players from the current roster stay for the new coach? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, the rest of the season or going into next year? I mean, this is we, we kind of did this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you do you expect somebody to leave the team if Kenny's dismissed before the end of the month? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, I'm not asking for inside information. I mean, just, uh, your your speculation, your edu- uneducated guess. I, I I couldn't even do. I mean, you didn't think it, about it. it would be a complete guess. Nobody knows. Nobody has any idea. I mean, he's got d- very very close ties to Sky Clark. You may say like to Trey, I think, and to Mike James. As yeah, well. but Sky Clark is kind of like family. Like, he That's recruited true. Sky Clark yeah. to UK. They've known each other for. You know, Sky Clark talked about how he, like he's known Coach KP since he was like nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you could look at that and say. Well, clearly Sky Clark would leave, but Sky Clark probably doesn't want the reputation of quitting on a team again in the middle of a year for the second straight year. He also jumped around to a bunch of different high schools. I mean, when he committed to Louisville, the, the joke amongst college basketball people was like, enjoy him for the the month and a half that he's there. He probably wants to at least finish the season out just to yeah to finish the quit season that out, narrative. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. I mean, Zan would probably leave. <laughs> I would assume Zan would be gone. But I think this is, he's got one more year of eligibility after this. He wants to use it somewhere. I don't know. Texas, to save money, can we have the cheapest cameo person fire Kenny? Some dude who no one has ever heard of. It would be thrifty. I think I may have the lowest cameo. I was going to say, what is, the, what is the cheapest cameo? Let me look at, because uh, my, my price is like 15 something. I think it's about as low as you can go. 15 is pretty cheap. Um, I mean, but the thing is, like, there are people here that charge like two hundred oh, who I've never heard of. I mean, well, that's I mean, I know for a fact, like MJF, one of my favorite wrestlers, he charges like five hundred. Well, yeah, but people have heard of him. We're talking about like, yeah, but, but you've never heard of him, probably. Well, maybe him, you have now because of me. But if not for me, you wouldn't have. Yeah, I can't. You'd be like, who is MJF? Well, five hundred bucks. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, but I'm the same way. There's probably uh, Brandon Cristal. A sports commentator is two dollars. He covers the Denver Denver Broncos for the NFL and iHeartRadio in Denver. He's two dollars for a cameo. Okay, how'd that guy get invited? Not me. He's the cheapest cameo guy. I'll do it fifty cents. I think they'll pay you fifty cents not to be on cameo. I'm the guy who goes becomes a stripper and comes over nickels in his underwear. His his most recent review is best two dollars I've ever spent. He can he can do it. That's two dollars I've ever spent. I want to kind of bring. I want to for two bucks. Let's. I'm going to hire him to do a cameo for this show. The thing is, like, you don't get the full. Two, you, you only get like, I like you get like seventy five percent or eighty percent of like what the, the, the price. So if you're is. paying two bucks. He's getting a buck fifty, probably. Yeah, because yeah. I think my price is like fifteen something. I get like eleven something for. Yeah. So yeah, he's getting like a dollar fifteen. Now, do, do people give you the little bonus bumps when they do yours? Well, somebody just tipped the. I, the I got tips, a tip for the guess, first yeah. time. I got a five dollar tip for the one I did in studio the other day. Because I've only done much appreciate. I've, only, I've done cameo. I've done it twice. I've told you. I think I did the Jake Roberts from my fantasy league. And my buddy for his birthday, I had uh, Anthony Munoz did one for him uh, the year before they went to the Super Bowl. But uh, and both times I tipped too. Like with with Jake Roberts, I think I tipped like twenty. Like I just because I felt like it was it still wasn't even that much I paid for, it and he did such a great job. I was like, there's a little extra money for this. You're a good tipper. I try to be. Texas, just when I thought that Braun Mania couldn't do any better, he gets Carter Knox to come visit to solidify us having the best tight end room <laughs> in the country. <laughs> 
<laughs> what if he was like, I'm coming here for football? He I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm either going to play basketball at UK or I'm going to play football at UofL. He'd be next to uh, Josh Chichester. Texas, was this Carter Knox visit already planned? Who knows? Um, Probably not. You don't think so? Probably not. Okay. Texas, my thoughts are Nolan is a good recruiter and competitor. I feel bad for him because he doesn't seem like he gets a fair shake at all. The refs will tee up assistance if they stand too long. I still know. I mean, I disagree. Yeah, we, that's all. Awesome. I mean, he could be a good competitor. I just don't know. I, I don't want you to show your work to, to, to explain to me he's a good recruiter. We haven't seen it here yet. That's what exactly. Also, I need to see more from the, like, people like he's he shows the most fire. I'm like, what? All they all the coaching staff ever does. They, if you look at any pictures of them on the bench when they get mad. They just throw their hands in the air and act like their faces all look like they're, they're act like they just don't care. No, they're looking like they're about to take a poop. Like <laughs> right. they, they always look constipated. Just like ah, like that's it. Nah, nah, nah. There's never any actual instruction ever. It's just like I can't believe that happened. Oh, I'm pooping my pants. That's the, how the staff looks every. But, well, music besides can... Jameson, who just sits there. <laughs> He's like, how did I get here? <laughs> I gave up. Yeah, how nice it was in Oregon. Just happy no one to be noticed this arena. me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, got to take a break. Five o'clock hour is up next. We'll touch on a couple of other quick notes. Uh, we'll certainly let you have your say on the Thornton's text line. Then we'll talk about the weekend ahead in sports. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 96.1 I know this one. This is Led Zeppelin. That is correct. Boom. Boom. Start the five o'clock hour off with a bang. Still haven't figured out the rest of the. Uh, no, it's, it's Zeppelin. That's that's the, that's the thing. Led Zeppelin songs. I mean, what better way to cheer you up on a Friday? Though? I feel good. You don't listen to much Zeppelin, do you? I don't. You, you, you. I like what I know, but. I feel like you listen to more Chingy than you do uh, Zeppelin. Uh, when I was 19, for sure. <laughs> I was like, Only right there, though. You know, 19, I was listening to more Zeppelin and probably Pink Floyd than I was whatever that was popular in 19, which would have been Spice Girls, probably. Chingy did have, uh, I mean, maybe the most transformative, innovative, and groundbreaking line in the history of rap, which was, of course, uh, give me what you got for a pork chop. <laughs> it's not a good pork chop, is I guess. It's Chingy's contribution to music. It is. I like the way you do that right there. Uh, Louisville, breaking news. Are you ready for a little bit of that? Yes, I am. Louisville has a commitment from class of 2024 defensive end Maurice Davis Jr. Announced uh, just during the last uh, half hour or so that he is 100% committed to the University of Louisville. Nice. Formerly, he was committed to Ole Miss uh, until recently. Three-star prospect. He's the number 56 edge rusher in the class, according to the 24-7 sports rankings, out of Albany, Georgia. Also, had a, he was considering Georgia Tech, uh, but chose us after decommitting from Ole Miss. Boom. Feel good about that. Boom. Well, welcome to the family, Maurice. We also got good news today. That's included on top of the July news yesterday. That's nice. July news. We also had, I think there was some, some really good news today. One of the biggest prospects in the class of 2024. He actually might be the highest ranked prospect now that TJ Capers is uh, you know, reclassified and, and joined the team this past year. But Dylan Messman, the tight end that we beat out Michigan and Michigan State for, with the, the news of us landing a couple of tight ends in the transfer portal last week, there were some rumors out there. Maybe he was thinking about decommitting and you know, going to Michigan, going to Michigan State. And he put out a statement today on Twitter saying, like, 
I know there's some some rumors out there. I would just like to say I'm 100% committed to the University of Louisville. I'll be signing this week. So that's that's very good news because he's a a big time deal. And I don't know if that was like another indication that Jamari Johnson may be interested in in leaving somewhere else. And, and they're saying, look, like we've got Kariski, we've got two guys coming in, but you'll get a little playing time this year, and then you'll be the future of the program as a redshirt freshman. Would kind of make sense, but we'll find out. But Dylan Messman, he was a big get for Jeff Brom and company. Nice to see that he's still in the fold. Good recruiting news this week, and hopefully we get some more good recruiting news over the three days ahead because we got some big time transfer portal guys in town this weekend. I saw Peggy Campaign's got to be like not be mad at Jeff. He's like, dude, I announced today I got a guy coming this weekend, and you're peeing all my shoes. You're, you're signing guys. Come on, he, can you wait? He is like you know <laughs> all this football news out there. It's like and and and. <laughs> I would just like to say Carter Knox will also be in town this weekend. Like, somebody like, goes, okay. you signed Carter Knox? No, 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 no. Didn't say that. Didn't say that. Yeah. He'll be visiting, visiting this weekend. He'll be coming to the Pepperdine game. Peyton and Eli, like, I won a Super Bowl this weekend. I was in the AFC Championship last week. Cooper's like, guys, guys, we all, <laughs> we all had good weekends. <laughs> I mean, he's got to be mad. He's like, I finally got a recruit to come here. Football's just taking all the spotlight. What more do you people want from me? I mean, I got him. <laughs> I'm coming within 12 points of Arkansas State. I'm getting recruits on campus. What is there left for me to accomplish? <laughs> uh, we've talked a lot about Kenny Payne today, the, the rumors that are out there. I, I, I gave kind of a, a rundown of what I know and what I you know, have heard and rumors that are out there, all that stuff in, in the first hour. If you want to listen on podcast, you always can make that happen. Just search 1450 The Big X. I'll have it up there. Don't worry. Yeah, he, Trevor's on it. He'll make it happen. We don't need to rehash the entire thing. But basically, it certainly sounds as though no firing coming today. Uh, every time that I say that, I'm just ready for like somebody to be like, oh, I just broke on Twitter that, he, <laughs> that he's out. Uh, I don't think that it's, it's not going to happen today was kind of the word from last night. Um, it does sound, though, like we are – certainly moving in that direction. So if it doesn't happen this weekend and you're, you're flipping out about him coaching against Pepperdine and you're all worried about that, I, I would be surprised. I'll, I'll go so far. I won't say shocked, but I, I would be very, very, very surprised if Kenny Payne is your coach when the new year changes to 2024. I'd be shocked. And we talked about the Jeff Goodman tweet from last night saying Kenny Payne had met with – or Josh Hurd had met with players to get their thoughts on the situation and that he expects uh, some a change to be made kind of soon, so relatively soon. And, and I went into my – thoughts about how like it was odd at first for me to hear that to see that report which again that doesn't get out if you don't want it to get out because Josh Hurd doesn't need the public backing doesn't need the, the player support to have the public backing to make a move on Kenny Payne but he might need it to have a, a wholesale change if he wants to fire the entire staff it helps to, to have the public knowledge out there that he's already talked to the players and then you know you can connect the dots and say well the, the players didn't exactly go to bat for anybody on the staff they were clearly ready for a wholesale change. So it would not shock me if when a change is ultimately made, whether it's after the Pepperdine game or after the Kentucky game, that it's not just Kenny Payne going, that it's uh, you know several members of the staff, maybe the entirety of the staff, and that we're bringing in uh, interim skeleton crew to handle the last three months. And if you're looking at the timeline, it would make sense to, I guess, let Kenny Payne coach for the next week coach against Pepperdine this weekend, coach against UK on Thursday, take your lumps there. And then there are 13 days off between the Kentucky game and the first game of 2024 against Virginia. That would be enough time to you know, let the players go home for the holidays, bring in somebody new, 
Let them act. And then that person basically has a full week after Christmas to get ready for practice, and, and we can try to make the best of this very strange, very weird situation. Um, but that's kind of – those are my thoughts as of the time being. As far as who that interim would be, only one choice, it's Coach K. If you don't get Coach K, Josh Hurd should be fired immediately. Speaking of coaching changes, a uh, little breaking news Uh-oh. on the K side. Uh-oh. Cal to, Cal to Louisville. Well, on the wrong sport. Uh, Kentucky has apparently hired uh, Houston wide receiver coach uh, Daykel Shorts to replace for their new wide receiver coaching position, which baffles me because I was, thought that was supposed to be Ocho Cinco bringing in Marvin Harrison Jr. Huge. I guess that fell through, apparently. I guess they weren't looking at farms like I heard. Mm. So, there you go, which I don't know anything about. I know Houston has a reputation for having good wide receivers. Tank Delmo recently... Uh, a Houston uh, wide receiver that's, that's blossoming in the NFL this year as a third-round pick. So maybe a good move right there for them. I just texted a couple people who would know, and they said this guy sucks. <laughs> Do you really? Terrible hire. <laughs> just did it right then. Texted people my college football inside sources. They were like, no, he's, he's awful. UK is definitely not beating Louisville next year. That's, that's what they said. Not my words. Those are their words. We'll get little Howard dressed in red sooner rather than later. It's going to happen. If you want to weigh in on the final hour of the Thor- on the Thornton sex line, the number to do so is 502-414-1450. We talked about how this is a gigantic weekend for college basketball. It sucks not to be a part of it. And I hate that we're doing this again where it's like, well, I mean, we haven't had a march where Louisville's been in the field since 2019. It just it feels so wrong to be diving into the heart of college basketball season as just basically spectators. You know, We'll watch our team play. We'll technically be a part of it. But the reality is Louisville is not – rational not not a a talking point at least for anything positive when it comes to college basketball for yet another season and it's just it's it, it's sad it's sad and it's you know hey like all these top 25 teams are playing each other this weekend what a great weekend for college basketball what a great weekend for holiday hoops and we're over here like we play pepperdine and we might fire our coach this is, <laughs> talk about us too like, like it's just it's it's so like we're the we're the ridiculous family member at the holidays that you're like, at least they're talking about me, but it's always like, oh, yeah, sh- th- th- his life is just terrible. We don't want to talk about that. That's me. That's not you. <laughs> That's not you. Your family loves you. To my face. <laughs> it is what it is, though. We'll, we'll get into some picks. We'll make some picks for the college games. By the way, I should say I, I did win our pick'em contest. I don't, ble- I don't believe that. It happened. I, I want to see proof. Sorry. Do you have a proof of it? I do. I've got it written down. No, I don't believe you. I ended up. I think you actually you made up ground. I think you're just making that up right now. You're writing them down as, as we speak. I've got the paper in my backpack. You made up ground in the the, the championship. You gained a game on me through the conference championship picks, but I did win by four. Want, but big want, X, big bets. You won. I won. Ah, yeah. When you it matters, you had better what, big X. When big it matters, bets. when money's on the line, is when I come through. And that's when you step up. That's when. I, that's when the cream rises to the top. You're damn right. Do you have real quickly? Do you have big uh, big weekend plans, Trev? <laughs> it's holidays. Last holiday weekend before Christmas. Weekend. I can't think of a creepier way for you to say that to me. <laughs> just like, I just want to know. So you, you do anything this weekend? Will you be home? Will right, you want to be around? Don't hang out. Door, do you lock your door at night? Want to go see Santa with the kids? <laughs> yeah. uh, I do not have plans this weekend, as far as uh, as of now. No. Shocked. Uh, my plans are watching basketball on Saturday. Probably watching Barbie on, on Max for the listener, the textures out there, so I can talk about that on, on Monday or Tuesday if Kenny Payne doesn't get fired. Um, and then, what a better way to replace a non-Kenny Payne fire day than near me review Barbie. Um, and then, uh, that's yeah, that's about it. Watching football, 
Not even on Sunday because uh, Eagles got moved to Monday. We got Lions on Saturday night, baby. That's right. Yeah. So we got we got moved to Monday. So yeah, we don't. Which is Seattle, which means we're probably gonna lose again. Because I honestly, I can't. I think the last time we beat Seattle, I think Steve Largent was on the roster. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, my buddy John Lewis, the former WWE's big Seahawks fan, like he's, he reminds me consistently that I don't think we've ever beaten Seattle in, the, in like the 15 years I've known him, which is sad. We've also, I mean, other things going on this weekend. We should mention the fact that the U of L women are playing at Connecticut. Yep, at yep. noon on Saturday, it's a big matchup, number 18 versus number 17. So we do have one uh, team that's actually playing college basketball in one of these top 25 versus top 25 matchups. Uh, we've also got. Uh, on Sunday for the Pepperdine game, regardless of how you feel about Kenny Payne, I know the attendance is going to be bad, but if you are going to the KFC Yum Center, it's the annual Kyle Couric, uh is corner for kids where they're doing the toy drive. So if you are going out there and you've got some, you, you, you want to purchase a toy for a family in need, make that happen this weekend. It's always a good cause. A couple of quick notes before we get back to the text line. Popeye Williams, who was one of the bigger names to announce that he was leaving Louisville and entering the transfer portal, has committed to Western Michigan. I thought he might land maybe somewhere a, a little bigger. bit bigger, yeah. but uh, he, Western Michigan, Okay, yeah. that's fine. Um, it's interesting. By the way, at, at the report from 24-7 Sports. So there are 82 bowl games, insane, uh, 82 bowl teams, I should say, 41 bowl games. Out of those 82 teams, 370 players have entered the transfer portal, 44 players have opted out of their games to prepare for the NFL draft. Like this is what non bowl non playoff bowl season is going to look like for the foreseeable future. Like this is it. It, it just it, I get it. I don't think there's a fix to it. I understand that the players have to have, you know, they have to be respected. They have to do what's in their best interest. But it just it sucks for these games. I feel like every single bowl game from now until eternity is going to have like 17 backups playing. Which is yeah, what whatever. But that's those numbers are crazy, Trev. How quickly it's it's just we knew it was going to escalate, but how quickly and how dramatically yeah. it's es- escalated has been uh, crazy. I just got I just got a text from DoorDash. I guess having you DoorDash in a couple of days, like a week maybe. They're right. like, "What's wrong with you? Like, are you alive? Yeah." I just got texts now in big like all capital letters on January on on December seventeenth. Order between five and eight p.m. All right, it went off. Where to go? Uh, and get a free cheese gardia crunch from Taco Bell when you spend twenty dollars or more. Like I gotta spend twenty bucks over twenty bucks to get a free two dollar taco. Ridiculous. <laughs> this is supposed to be enticing. I love that between five and eight PM, by the way, as well. Couldn't make that up. I don't have a good enough imagination. I grew up on Nintendo. Do you want me to make you mad real quick? Apparently Rudy Giuliani's in the news. Uh what what do you got for me? I didn't see why. I just saw that somebody said he'll be on cameo by tomorrow. So I don't know. Yeah, what, I don't know what's going on. he's gotta pay hundred and forty million dollars or something to somebody, is what I got. Cameo. Uh he has to pay hundred and forty eight million to two Georgia election workers. Falsy really I mean I mean, does his accusations of falsely accusing them of rigging the election really worth seventy million dollars a person? Apparently. Okay. According to a judge. Jeff Brom is not one of the eight finalists for the Bear Bryant Coach of the Year Award. That's It's all politics. Jimbo Fisher is. The guy that got fired? No, he's not. I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> the the finalists for yeah, the... That made me mad there for a second. I was like, where's this office at? The, I'm going January 6th on him. The finalists for it. Chris, <laughs> even now. We're going to hear a t- text about that in about 20 minutes. Uh, the finalists for the Bear Bryant Coach of the Year Award, David Braun from Northwestern, Okay. Jerry, uh, Jamie Chadwell from Liberty. Kalen DeBoer, your boy from Washington. Oh, that's my boy. Eli Drinkwitz from Missouri. Okay. Rhett Lashley from SMU. 
Okay. Mike Norvell from Florida State, <laughs> Nick Saban from Alabama, and Steve Sarkeesian from Texas. Okay. I mean, first off, Northwestern, <laughs> goodbye. I mean, yeah, I understand the situation wasn't ideal, but peace out. It's a pity, though. No? Yeah, come on. That, 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 exact, that is a pity. That is a pity lay right there. I mean, that's, yeah, that's bad. Uh, I mean, SMU, I remember I was a little surprised they were good, but didn't they lose their conference? I mean, they lost their conference title game too, right? Or did they win it? They won it. They won They it. beat Tulane in New Orleans. Oh, that's right. They upset Tulane. You're right, yeah. Where's Tulane's coach? Was Willie Fritz said. Didn't make it. Well, now he's... Because I guess he lost that game. He's also not at Tulane anymore. That's true. He took the... Uh, what job did he take? Houston, no, not Houston. Where did he, he's somewhere in Texas, wasn't it? He took the um, Houston job, yeah. Was it Houston job? Okay. I knew. I thought it was I knew it was somewhere in there. My boy, Dana Holgerson, gone. Yeah, Willie Fritz, I think he's a good coach. I think he did a good job there. Um, you know, he lost his, apparently his wide receiver coach. Um, yeah, Sorry it's, about it. I mean, I, Brom, I'm not going to, other than, I really, other than Northwestern and somewhat SMU, but at least SMU has some debate. The, the Northwestern, yeah, I, peace out, A, to, A up, A's down, whatever it has, uh, whatever. A-Town should, down. A-Town down, yeah, and then Brom in there, yeah. And if, even if not Brom, there are poor people that should be on there other than him. All right, let's go back to the Thornton Stacks line, 502 Sorry if I'm a hater. You're fine. Next segment, we'll, uh, we'll pick some winners in these games coming up this weekend, including you know, a little NFL, a little college basketball. It's going to be a nice little sports weekend. Texas says, do you think that meeting with a team member could be more about figuring out who on the staff has the most buying from the team and should be the interim? Yeah, I, I think that that was a big part of that meeting. I think he yeah. wanted to see if anybody was going to be hyped up as the, the, the player's choice. I mean, it's a good thing to have because you know, we've had some – Think about the the Padgett situation, where by a, a lot of reports, there were you had the the the, the interim AD was in there. You had you know, Rick Pitino out. It was just complete chaos, and there were some big time boosters who convinced the brass at U of L to be like Tom Crean's going to coach the team for this season, and the team caught wind of that. And it was like, I think that the story is out there. And by now, I think it's kind of become a little bit mainstream, at least locally. Like, there was basically a mutiny. Like, the, the players went to Vince Tyre's office or whoever was, was running the show. At the, I don't think, I don't know if Vince was even in place at that point. I think it was Vince. What? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. They went to whoever was making the, the decision. And they were like, we won't play for Tom Crean. If it's anybody besides David Padgett, we're not playing this season. And that's what it took to get David Padgett elevated to the interim head coach. And. Like it was a a nasty situation where the players felt like they hadn't really been consulted before decisions were being made. So it's smart of Josh to go to the players and be like, you know, if something were to happen, how would you feel about this scenario? How would you feel about that scenario? Like, how are things going? Like, are you going to be really mad if like like it just makes sense to to talk to the players? But the fact that that him making having those conversations got out, I think, is not a coincidence. Uh, it's actually sent in a video. I don't know. if I mean. Why, is it, why would you send a video? It's just the oh, it's the uh, so, Jason Siegel doing the Dracula song. I, I'm trying to get the reference connection though. To what we're talking? I think just because we're sad. It is a funny scene. Die, die. What I, pop? Uh, what popular '90s song are they playing in uh, before he goes on stage? Do you remember? Oh, I have no idea. It's um, uh, oh <laughs> damn! I just a brain fart on it. Tide is high and I'm rolling. <laughs> Uh, Texas, if Josh is looking for a free agent who can manage the team, wasn't he at Villanova with Jay Wright? Yeah. Yeah. You guys heard of this? I love, I mean. Was Green making the staff, by the way? He could be in there. 
Graduate Assistant. More Than Words, that was the song. More Than Words. They, but they're singing in like Hawaiian or something. They're doing, it's a different, a different language. I forget. Does Hawaiian have its own language? No. I, I, I did love that like, last night. People are, are texting me about Jay Wright. Like my friends are like, is there really, like, like even if it's a 1% chance, like, could it be Jay Wright? And I'm like, you know, I, I can't say never, but, like, he's not coming here. No. And in the middle of all this text, my dad just texts me in all caps. And he's like, I want Jay Wright, damn it. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, Dad. Get it done, Glenn. <laughs> you know, I was like, I think we all do, Dad. I just think it will happen. And my dad's like, I'm an old man. It's my only, it's my bleeping Christmas wish. I was like, I, I hear I'm with, I'm with Papa Rutherford on here, man. We, we we gotta we get this going. Jay, we all want Jay Wright. It's just not. I don't think it's a reasonable thing. Unless, I mean, what would you do if he if he's the time the to fart around is getting is is limited here for us? Okay, we we want some winning now. You know, people are all like, "Well, Josh is taking his sweet ass time. Like, like, this is taking way too long. Like, would you feel okay if it was all taking so long because he was lining up Jay Wright to coach the team for three months? Like, would define like how long it would like if he if he doesn't let him go to like like a week from now. Yeah, I need a week. I mean, if you're telling me Jay Wright's out, if we're going to get Jay Wright, then I have to wait until end of, end of February to get rid of Kenny Payne, I would. The problem with this scenario, though, is like if we had Jay Wright for three months, how, like it's like eating filet mignon for a couple of weeks and having to go back to dollar bin steaks. From oh, Kroger. I thought you were talking about like getting Jay Wright as a replacement. No, no, the interim, like oh, for, for oh, three okay, months. And he's okay, like, I'm he's bringing him in for three months. Like Then I, I'd be like, okay, well, now I've had a taste. I want the whole thing. Like, like You can't just dangle this in front of me. Like, yeah. Like, I think it would it'd almost be counterproductive. We'd all get really excited. Tense would go yeah, up. Here's the thing also. He'd probably win, and then we'd be like, okay, well, this sucks. Please keep coaching the team. Here's the thing. We, also, we, we all realize Kenny Payne is not going to get the most out of a team, yet this team is still not exactly like falling head over heels with talent. I mean, it's Jay Wright comes in here. I mean, even a bat, you know, even, a, even the greatest carpenter can, can't hit a nail in with a rubber hammer. But, I mean, you don't think that the entire fan base knows that and that they would – if, if he was I able think, to win like 11 games the, the, with this team? I think initially you would hear, be like, we're going to the title game now. No, you wouldn't. No. You'd get some. You tell me – Local fans aren't that dumb. No, like, no but there's but there are parts of every fan base that would be over-exaggerating with it, and I think that would be the case in this situation. No, I mean, I think the fans would be like, this will be fun. I don't think anybody would be like, He's, we're going to go to the NCAA tournament now. But people would – like if he went 12-8 and eight in the ACC, everyone would be like, oh, my God, like this guy's – he's God – and now you're telling me we can't have him as the full-time head coach. I don't even know what, this isn't going to happen. But like <laughs> we we went way too deep down a I mean a joke hypothetical. But my, my what I thought you were asking is like how long would you willing to hold on to Kenny Payne if you knew you were getting Jay Wright? I mean, I'd wait for the whole season. Okay, you would. Okay. Yes, it's Jay Wright for God's sake. Are you kidding me? That's not even. A, it, like, <laughs> not I, I'd wait until June if we were going to get Jay okay, Wright to be the head not coach. Bad. No, it's all right. I got you. I mean, who else would who else would you wait for? Who would be better than Jay Wright? Nobody. Texas isn't the simple fact that we don't have a competent enough assistant coach behind Kenny Payne to fill in his interim evidence that the man had no idea what he was doing. I mean, we don't need we, – we have mountains of evidence. I was going to say you can add that to it. but This I mean. is like, here's Exhibit Y. Like, we, we – it's Exhibit Y, too. Like, we were just – yeah. Yeah. Texas says, Trevor keeps saying that we should have kept Paget like Chris Mack didn't have the team in 2019-20 that was ranked number one and a four seed at worst in the NCAA tournament that year. I didn't say Chris Mack at this point. I just – how do you know Paget wouldn't have done better? You can't, you can't, I mean, we can't, you can't say he wouldn't. I can't say he would, not definitively. I think the only thing you can say the is fact he, he, did he had win. a team with just as much talent, well, if not more, the, the year that he had the job and we didn't make the tournament. Plus, well, he, he, but he was also thrust into a job that he, you know, he was getting, he was learning as he was going. Well, yeah, which is why he did, he, we couldn't give him the job full time. And by the end of the year, I thought he was a much better coach than he was than he was in the beginning of the year. So by year two, who knows what would have happened? We don't know. I like, I wish we would have. 
Texture says, uh, don't you think the next uh, coach here has it made? Even if we just play decent basketball and the coach shows just a slight amount of fire on the sideline, he'll be hailed as a god here after seeing what we're seeing right now with Kenny Payne. This is the point that I've made multiple times over, where people are like, the job at Louisville is so unattractive right now. Bleep that. The job at Louisville has never been more attractive than it is right now, or at least shouldn't be, because... There's never been another point in time in the history of this Ben's basketball program, at least in the modern era, where you can come in here, and if you almost make the tournament in year one, you're a GD hero. They will let you be, like, you'll be the the grand marshal of the Derby Parade if you just make the NCAA tournament as an 11 seed in your first year at Louisville. Like, expectations have never been this low. This is the, this is a perfect scenario, plus we have money to, to pay you like a normal Tier one coaching salary. You've got all the resources, all the inherent advantages that have always been present at this place, and none of the expectations. It's the best of all worlds. I mean, you just even fall short of a tournament, and but you get in the season you knock off Duke or North Carolina. Oh my God! Like we're they're, they're, yeah, that did yeah. You're you're it's you're. I mean, you're not you're not building a statue, but we're 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 very excited for year two. We're giving you a gigantic poster. We're putting yeah. on one of those buildings. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about. I mean. As bad as it got, you know, it was not. I remember your name, <laughs> Denny Crum. His last year. I mean, think about it, like we thought that was as bad as it could possibly get. And I mentioned our Ken Palm ranking in that season is still like way, way higher as a twelve and nineteen team in Conference USA than it is right now or than it was last year. But Rick Pitino comes in, and I saw John Salzman, who used to be the sales guy when I worked over at, at 93.9 and six eighty. Yeah, he always has these like on this day memories for Louisville basketball, and on this day in two thousand one. We beat an Ohio State team in Patino's first season that went on to, to be Big Ten champions and I think playing a Sweet 16. And it moved us to 6 and 1. And we were, I mean, I just remember how exciting that first season was to watch like competent basketball and exciting basketball. And the Tennessee win came up shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. All that stuff was going on. And that team, we made the NIT. We ended up falling short of the NCAA tournament, but it still was an overwhelmingly positive first season because. We got glimpses of like how it was going to be when there was a talent influx, and how like the style was going to work, and Patino was going to be everything we wanted him to be, and it was because it was partly because we had such diminished expectations. Our bar is like three times lower now than it was back then. I mean, if you come in here and you're just like, "Hey, I know how to do, I, I know what a press is, and I can explain it to you," we're gonna be like, "Damn, this guy knows what he's doing. This is this guy's the real deal." And you go out there and like you don't lose to the Appalachian states and UMBCs and whoever else is of the world, like that's going to be enough for us in year one, and I can't wait for it. I'm I'm very excited. I remember I I I, I turned down uh, had tickets to the Pacers and some of the Pacers playing that night, and I gave them away so I could go watch us play Temple in the NIT. In the NIT, and then I said the nosebleeds. By the way, yeah. One other thing that I was thinking about the other night because it was the someone was bringing up that it was the anniversary of us losing to Drexel. And they were bringing up all the Patino quotes about how like unacceptable it is and how much of an embarrassment it was. And I was thinking about how when we've had these losses to low and mid-major teams in the past, like we can all identify them. Like, like we remember, like people occasionally will bring up the Towson loss. Like, we lost a Towson State for God's sake. We lost to Western Carolina. We lost to Drexel. And in this era, it's going to be more of like we're going to forget the games that we lost because we lost. We had so many of them in two years. I mean, hell, three if you want to go back to Mac losing to to Furman. But it's gonna be like, like, like there's only so many that you like you lose count. It's like we lost to Lipscomb, Appalachian State, uh, like all these different schools. None of these losses stand out anymore. It's just become the norm. He's lost to as many of these teams as he's beaten, and it's just such a. I mean, 
Like we still would like harken back to Towson State in the '90s as this. They, you know, can you believe that, I that, that actually up, happened? I brought it up a few weeks. Was it's last, crazy. Yeah, that that was the that was like the lowest point to me as a basketball fan up until. My dad said it was like peeing on all all of our trophies that yeah, we ever won. That's a great quote. I mean, I got. I mean, yeah, even even the even the end of the Denny Crumb was that was like the, still the worst to losing the, the one game to Towson. That in the year we lost like the athletes in action in the exhibition game. Which is the last time we'd lost an exhibition until last year, mm-hmm. and the we still hadn't ever lost to a college team. In that got that got erased kind of quick because Kentucky lost an exhibition game like the next year. I believe. I think you're right. I remember that. Like, I, I can't remember who they lost to, but like they lost they lost one like a year the next year the right or what not so long after that because that was the big thing is like you know that you can get away from getting joked on by your UK friends. We lost to the Global Sports All Stars. Is that who ours was? Yeah. We may have lost to athletes in action at one point, but the most recent one, I know, just from I remember, I remember us. I don't think we lost, but I think we had a close game from the one that was at the Christian athletes or whatever that, that Brian Kaiser was. That on. was athletes in action. Yeah. Was that athletes in action? Okay. Texas says uh, in response to your question yesterday about a coach who was fired midseason and had a son on the team. Mark Price was fired midseason from UNC Charlotte in December of 2017, and his son Hudson still wound up being the leading scorer and rebounder on the team. Thank you, Texter. Wow, boom. that's a good. How'd you pull? That's a nice pull, by the way. That wasn't what I was thinking of. I, I know there's another one out there, but that's uh, that's a good one. That's awesome. I forgot Mark Price coached UNC Charlotte. I kind of did too. <laughs> Mark Price kind of poor poor guy and forgotten about player of the Cavs in the 80s. Texas, I really don't want KP to be the coach of the UK game. The UK fans are already going to dominate the attendance at the game in our arena, but KP will get the biggest ovation from their fans that day. No need to give them that joy. Look, everyone who's concerned about, like, worried Might about be the best ovation he yeah, gets in the game. Everyone who's worried about how the UK game is going, like, just think worst case scenario at this point. Like, it's sit down for this. It's going to be bad. Prepare yourself for this. Next Thursday is going to be bad. There, but, are there levels to that bad? Sure. But there's no way out of this. Like I, I feel like the text line, people are trying, they're acting as though there's some sort of sequence of events where this can be minimally painful. That ain't going to be the case. Whether Kenny Payne's here or somebody else is, is here, it's going to be embarrassing with the crowd. It's going to be embarrassing on the floor. It's going to be embarrassing after the game. Just wrap your mind around it now. Once the 21st is over, we're turning the page. We're going to Christmas. We're moving on to a new era of Louisville basketball. We just need to get through that night. Don't want to burst your bubble. Kind of like last year? Last year, I just wasn't even paying attention. I was like, who? I, I was like, eh, whatever. I'm barely paying attention to this year's. Texas, stop jinxing us with Tom Crean. We're going to wind up with Josh Pastner if you keep doing that. We That's not jinxing. That's blessing us at this point. <laughs> Sign me up for Crean or Pastner for three months. Hell yeah. We'll take our last break when we come back. Uh, five, more text from you guys, 502-414-1450. And then we will look ahead to the weekend in sports and make some predictions for you. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Friday edition here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big Oh, it's 
We saw it in theaters on a baseball AAU trip. It was terrible. I I I boycotted that movie just because of that song. I was so I was so like not, whatever Trevor I was, I think it was like nineteen maybe eight. I was eighteen maybe when I came out. Screw Puff Daddy. I see. I just, I'm so I, mad. I actually liked the song when it came out, and I didn't know anything about it. like Led Zeppelin or, or Plan or anything. Jimmy Page, and like one of my friend's dads on the baseball team was like a big Zeppelin, like big rock guy, and like he heard it. Like he ne- he didn't know the song was was out, and he heard it and he was like, "What the hell is this?" He's like, so they, <laughs> kind of my reaction to. I mean, it. I was like, I was like, "What do you mean?" And he was just like going off about how you know they're just, they're just taking other people's better work and just crapping all over it, and I was like, "Oh, well." I, I didn't know any of this. Because it's weird too, because for the longest time, like Zeppelin was very st- like the only, I mean, like, the only movies you would hear like it had to be like, um, um, Cameron Crowe, like the only two, like uh, he, 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 you know, Fast Times, and I guess what would later be Almost Famous, like those are the only like movies you really heard Zeppelin songs because they very rarely allowed their music even in movies, and he was obviously close with them from his days with you know writing and covering them for, for Rolling Stones, so they would allow it, but. And, and and since then you it's been they've lightened up a lot on it, but for the longest time like that was like the thing like you never really heard Zeppelin music in movies because they would not just give the okay at all. They must have paid him just like a boatload of money because he was in the music oh, video yeah. and stuff too. Like, he, he was all he about it. To, yeah, they they opened up the banks on him. They had that was also around the same time they did the um, walking out of Clarksville tour, which is what I saw them in, which was Page and Plant and um, uh, Bonham's son stepped in on drums in that session, so which was pretty cool. By the way, did you, uh, have you have one guess for the uh, theme today, other than just Zeppelin? Uh, Zeppelin. It is Zeppelin. It is also Zeppelin, not only in chronological order by album, but each song is the track listing. So, i.e., Zepp- the first song I played was the off Zeppelin 1, track 1. Segment 2 was Zeppelin 2, track 2. Zeppelin 3, track 3. Zeppelin four, track four. This which, is gonna be my second guess. And and of course, House of the Holy, track five, and then Physical Graffiti, track six. Of course. So I, I just went back, which actually worked out perfectly with the songs because all the songs are great, especially with Stairway to Heaven coming in number four four, which is technically an un- unnamed album, but it's de facto Zeppelin four. We have a, a little bit of uh, breaking news here. I don't even know. We haven't talked about this on the show yet. I don't know if you're aware of. There was a judge's ruling earlier this week that basically said. The NCAA's current rules about multi-time transfers, because the NCAA's current rules were, if you transfer one time, you can play immediately one time. But if you're a two-way transfer, if you're a two-time transfer, at your next stop, you have to either be a graduate of the school that you previously were at in order to play immediately eligible, or you had to sit out a season. Which I didn't think they actually enforced that. I thought it was just free will right no they've been they, they, they sometimes they do there's a lot of waivers that have been rubber stamped and all that stuff it's like what about gatewood yeah. so the ncaa changed the well gatewood's a grad oh that's right yeah. so the ncaa they had that rule in place a judge basically said it's illegal so cannot do it they overturned the law the ncaa has now agreed to the terms that have been jointly submitted to the federal court for approval which means long story short multi-time transfers can now play without punishment I mean, everywhere I, I sadly I thought that's what it was at some point. I mean, I understand it wasn't, but I just I assumed it was because I don't remember seeing. I haven't. When's the last time I saw a, a guy transfer and he had to sit out? There have been a couple. Well, you mean you had the, the the Tez Walker thing at Carolina for a while, who ended up being eligible to play. Yeah, he said, "Yeah, two but games." There have been a couple of guys that that have been like ruled ineligible, which always feel, it always makes it feel weirder because like you're just everybody else is good, and then like there's like two or three people that are like, "No, you're not." But this, I mean, it doesn't come up a whole lot because nowadays kids take so many summer classes. Like almost everybody 
They graduate yeah. in like three years. So if you're a, a second time transfer, more times than not, you were at your first school for like usually a couple years. Then you go somewhere else. That's three years right there. And they're all taking these summer classes. They're all taking all these credits. So they, more times than not, they're done with with school. They're eligible for graduate programs. I mean, they by the time they've been three years in college, three years in college. I mean, they could be who knows where they would be in terms of credits by the time they get to college. But that too. I mean, you can take. I mean, I grow when I was. I mean, by the time she had freshman year of college. I think she had more credits going into her freshman year than I did, like my my third year or whatever, which is not shocking, probably, but still, so maybe a bad example. <laughs> uh, is it, actually, like we just now, Keon Menafield, remember him, who we were actively recruiting from Washington, ends up going yeah. to Arkansas. I didn't realize I, I, I knew that he was, re- but he had been. De- it's because he'd been declared ineligible after transferring from Washington. Ah. Um, he now, as of this ruling today is eligible to play for the Razorbacks. That's not good for news for L. Ellis, but it's good news for Arkansas, who's been struggling a little what bit. What if they keep him? Yeah, what if they, they keep the retro on, though? Or the wonder, I know? don't think so. I think I, given the way that they've been playing and the issues they've had at the guard position, I would say that Menafield will be playing in their next game. Uh, that, that would be my guess there. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Let's run through as many texts as we can, and then we'll make some picks for the football and basketball weekend ahead. Texture says, it to it. Carter Knox walks into KP's office. The chair spins around. It's Jeff Brom. So, Carter, what do you want to know about playing the tight end position? <laughs> Does he have a cat on his lap, too? <laughs> Texas, Texas A&M fired Jimbo after a win, so it's not impossible that KP gets fired after a win, too. Let's not compare KP and Jimbo. Jimbo, Jimbo won a national I championship. I don't know. There are, there are some. Comp- <laughs> Texas, what are the odds that Karan Davis is at the game on Sunday? We haven't talked about this. We don't know what Karan's up to now. I mean, is he allowed? I mean, I feel like them just finally being like, you're off the team on that, that second statement on on. Uh, on Wednesday was just like their way of also saying stop coming to games. They have pictures of him like with a big X through him around the Yum Center. It's like do not allow on the premises. <laughs> like, really? like they did with World Wide West. We're and then lucky to get tournament. four thousand people here. We're being picky. <laughs> Apparently, there was somebody who DM me who like had this free Quran sign that he kept and they, they refused to put him on camera and they ended up taking it from him. I was like, come on, guys, just at this point lean into the jokes. Refuse to put him on camera. I mean, again, you can't be too picky on who you're putting on camera. That not be people there. Not a lot of options. I don't remember getting like a student section uh, uh, photo thing for any of our games recently. What do you mean? Like usually they'll be like this is the student section. There's because like, they're not there. <laughs> no, that's, that's not, not a joke. Like there, there are no students going by, to the game. By the way, I know we never brought this up, but like I don't know if you you watched when you watched them when we played Miami. The best that was one of the best things when they showed the student section, and it was clearly it wasn't in student. These people were like in their thirties and forties. Miami, what are you talking about? When we played Miami in football a couple of weeks back in the back, you know, oh at in, Miami, at Miami, and they did the whole student section. You know, they did the Taco Bell, Lib oh, Boston, yeah. and they showed Miami student section. I mean, these there's like grandpas, and like the announcers are doing the read, and then finally I can't remember who the announcer was goes. This is apparently the grad section of the, the, <laughs> yeah, the I, grad, Now that you say that, I do remember that. <laughs> I just remember I laughing laughed. so hard. I'm like, that's great. Uh, I don't know why it just came to me thinking about that, but yeah. <laughs> Jason, did you finish your thoughts on Bozich? I thought you were going to comment on him trying to dunk on people because of Carter Knox is visiting. Did he? Is he doing that? Uh, I looked at him on Twitter earlier. By the way, I just also saw on Twitter, Kenny Omega's out indefinitely. That's not good. Who's that? Uh, wrestler. Oh. Sucks. He's had injury issues, but and it's not good. He's out indefinitely. Uh, Bosa's last tweet was congr- something about congratulating Kurt uh, Signetti or whatever at IU. 
He's saying the same thing. Oh, he, oh, he's, he, he tweeted, he, I guess he quote tweeted the Carter Knox news and said, as I tweeted on Thursday, okay, yeah. Louisville men's basketball practice Friday will go at 3 p.m. Saturday, game Sunday with Pepperdine, recruiting is ongoing. Because he got joked on by, by having that tweet on yesterday and was like, recruiting is ongoing, as if they're like doing all this great stuff. And now he's like, I told you. They've got Carter Knox, the who's one hundred percent going to Kentucky, what are they, coming on a visit this weekend. Well, that's Kenny called Carter on like Thursday, and like, dude, I know you weren't going to come here because I'm you. not going to be here anyway, but I need you to stop by. Just can, can, if I if I pay for the ticket, can you come? Up? Coach, I'm no, I told you I'm not coming to Louisville. I'm not going to be here anyway, Carter. We're gonna get Mercy Miller on a but, visit. But He's already committed to Houston. Yeah, let's. But let's. But do you mind just as a favor to me, swing by? We'll pick up some food, maybe hit up a club, you know. He actually just asked him to have lunch because they've been friends for a long time. Yeah, it's, like, mean, it's an official visit. I mean, I, I mean, come on. I hooked up your brother, Carter. Yeah. I'm going to tell him how much money he got to go to UK if you don't come here and take this visit. <laughs> Texture says, um, is Mike Trilly Donovan? I'm not. Trilly's been, Trilly has been DMing me recently. I don't think I've ever met Trilly Donovan. Well, I'm sure you haven't. I don't think anybody has. He's a mystery. I've met you. You have. I'm not truly Donovan. I think I'm, I'm almost positive I know. He, I, I know for a fact that he, I know people who do know who he is. So who's more mysterious, truly Donovan or Bring Brom Home guy? I mean, locally, Bring Brom Home guy. Yeah. Who apparently makes enough to donate $200,000 to buyouts. I'm going to make up an account like truly Donovan. Good luck. Thank you. Texas, the AC needs UofL to be better, so the retired coaches will be doing the conference a service by taking the job. Also, don't you dare leave out Mike Bray. That's a good. You, Ooh, if Mike we're doing Bray, ACC yeah. guys, I, I think if Bray is active, because I think he still wants to coach a little bit, but yeah, he's he, he's on the staff. He's I'm, the director of fun. I'd be okay the doff. In Bray is actual replacement. I mean. He's the party planning chair. <laughs> Social chair. Does that make the Angela of the group? <laughs> Texture says, I understand how unrealistic it is to get Jay Wright as a permanent coach, but an interim job where he doesn't have to recruit and deal with NIL and could work with the AD, uh, he's familiar with, could be appealing. We actually entered this hypothetical without even needing to read that text. That's yeah. that's that's how we got there. We already have a coach not dealing with not messing with recruiting or NIL, though. <laughs> and that has been the word with Jay Wright as far as, like, he did not do the NIL stuff. He got out of coaching because he doesn't like the NIL. He never really liked recruiting. I, I, I've, I've long said, and maybe things change just you know when guys are taken out of that situation or taken away from the game. Maybe he just realizes how much he loves college basketball. But the word when he announced his retirement from basketball people was always, if he comes back, it's going to be for an NBA job. Like, like he won't coach in college again. And that was the, the word with Billy Donovan was kind of the opposite. When he went to the NBA – People thought he would come back, and I think it was always kind of his intention to come back. And then he got there and realized how much he hated recruiting, and was like, "I'll never go back." Now he may not have a choice, but like I, I don't think that I don't like, know how the Bulls are doing. Like this year. they're not, they want him fired, but like they want. If Billy wanted to come back to college coaching, I don't think it's necessarily a guarantee that he would be able to just. It's a different world than it was when he was here. Now, would I take him? Of course, but like I don't think that he's. Oh, good lord! Different world night. That's an understatement. Yeah. Like, I, 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 not forget, his last year coaching in college was 2014-15. It's been a while. Yeah. Texas, what's Tubby Smith doing? Give him a week. <laughs> he gets a week. What is Tubby doing? I'm getting ready to coach us for a week. Texas says, uh, actually, Trevor, you were wrong. And a link that Robert Plant and uh, has performed Stairway to Heaven for the first time in 16 years back in October of 2023. Oh, did I miss that? Yeah. Okay, well, for the first time. In 16 years. No, 16 years. That's not fun. Who wrote this People magazine? Not trusting the People magazine? Not trusting. Over your, your, your own just sense of reality? 
I'm going with my gut. I didn't know he just did it recently, though. I mean, that's 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 right up there with like, uh, like you actually had the Pink Floyd reunion that did a uh, did a concert I think in 2021 for the first time. Gilmore and uh, Waters actually took the stage together, which is uh, something you don't see too often. Texas says, "I hope that Payne is gone before we play Kentucky. He doesn't deserve to coach that game." Sure, I don't. Yeah. Texas KP saving UK the cost of a plane ticket and meal on Knox's visit to Lexington. Already doing his next job, and UofL is paying for it from uh, for it. I'm kidding, but it's probably true. It might be. Texas, the devil has had UofL in his crosshairs for a while now. There is no rock bottom with the wrong guy leading the ship. Somehow this feels like hell and purgatory simultaneously at the same time. Seeing Kenny Payne still employed as UofL's men's basketball coach makes the devil feel good. God forsaking us, let Lucifer know we're getting effed by the best. Yeah, what? The Kenny Payne era is a lot like the movie 1408. Like, we're just trapped in this room of hallucinations. We and, keep thinking and, we're getting out. And we, th- we think we're out. In fact, there's a scene in the movie where he thinks he's out. He's in California. He's like to the point where he goes to dinner and then he goes to the, writes a book and he goes to the mail, uh, post office to mail it. And he turns out he's still in. There have been so many. That, honestly. And there's honestly like four different endings of that movie, by the way. It's too. honestly a comparison that works on a number of levels because it's so true. Think about how many times the fan base has been like, the cloud is gone. It's because we like got Aiden Nagehan in recruiting. Like in hindsight, all these times that we thought we were smooth sailing, it's been like no, not nope. not, not exactly indicative of better uh, of smoother seas ahead. Texas, if Trevor gets a cameo, I'll get one from him too. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the first time I'm doing the cameo for. Maybe you can feature you on this cameo. We'll do it after the show. I'll just stand behind you. Just don't, not talking. No, I'll just be in the window. Just open up the show. Just stand there like the kid and uh, three men and a baby, just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even move. Texas, hey Mike and Trev, I'm thinking about taking my son to the game on Sunday. He's never been to the Yum, so should I take him now, knowing that it's bad, or wait until next year? You've been a Detroit fan, so you started during the struggle. <laughs> Will be better for him when U of L gets better. I think it depends on his. Well, age. First of all, you didn't start in the struggle. You got you became a Detroit fan at the last peak that they had, wasn't it? Early nineties, uh, late eighties. Yeah, they were good in that little stretch of the night. I mean, they didn't get past. They Green were Bay, never but, that good. I mean, no, but they won. They, they they won a division. I don't remember good Lions football really I, ever. I, they went to the playoffs like four years in a row. They just lost. To, they lost they did to, not go to the playoffs four years in a row, they did, didn't they? No, they didn't. They lost to Green Bay back to back years. They went like twice in in five years. Mm, okay, they were. You're 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 overthinking the lines being that good. They went three times. I, I, I take it back. Thank you. They they. I mean, they won one game. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I, of. That's what I'm telling. Yeah, I know. They went four and six years. Yeah. No, five and seven years. 91, 93, 94, yeah. 95, and then ninety seven. So the 90s, they were consistent. They just never get Green Bay beat them. I think three three times in a wild card. Uh. Twice. At least twice, yeah. Because one they was, beat them in back to back years, yeah. 93, 94. So that was just the biggest problem is they couldn't get past the wild. And we of course destroyed them the year they had the uh the Bobby Ross good offense. I think you were the first team to ever have a a quarterback throw for three thousand yards, a receiver a thousand, and a running back run for a thousand. Yeah, I mean that's none of these. And games, then we beat you fifty six twenty one in the playoffs. Fifty eight thirty seven. That would have like none of these games are close. Like that's no, that's know. the thing about like oh yeah we made the playoffs and then we lost forty one ten. Oh, yeah, we made the playoffs, and we lost 27-13. Point being, though, is that they were competitive when you jumped on. They weren't as bad as we are right now in basketball. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like you became a fan when they were 0-16. I mean, I think that – I mean, I don't know what they were in, like, 89. I think that's the first I, That's the first year. I, I was big into the NFL before I was into anything else. 89 was, would have been what's-his-name's rookie year, and they went 7-9. Not great. No, no. Then they went six and ten, and of course the twelve and four year, which was their best year. That was the best. That was as good as it got. Yeah. Then five and eleven the next year. 
Yeah, the next year was the big one that was weird. That they just, yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I mean, these playoff teams, nine and seven, nine and seven. Which is another reason six. why you should go back and watch that. You should or go back, but you should watch I need that, to watch that Barry. Barry. It's really, you'll really like it. I know you will. We made the playoffs as eight and eight in 99. Our best run with me as a fan has, was like that early, like the, 20, the 2011 team was good. The 2014 team was the team that should have won a game in the playoffs. I will say this, though, to go back to the text real quick. God, uh, these records are so bad. I know. Um, I'm curious the age of your son. That's what I, mean, I said. Uh, oh, I didn't hear you say that. Okay. Yeah. Um, to be says his first game, maybe. Did if he's know? like four or five, then like who cares? But if, yeah, I say if, take if him. he's like seven or eight and impressionable, and you want to like wow him, then I would wait until next year. I don't know. I think as an eight year old, even even with a bad team, the Yum Center would be pretty impressive to see. Let's go very quickly here. Okay. Well, we, we the Lions got off track there. Damn you, Detroit. Texas, sooner rather than later is what I tell my wife when she asks when we're going to spend a night together watching The Notebook. It's not a good answer for when Kenny Payne will leave Louisville. It's kind of, my chair falls every single day around this time. It just like goes down all the way. And like, I, don't, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear anything. Yeah. You, you played it off well. It's completely subjective. It means absolutely nothing. Not directing this at you, but other sources who have said that today. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I it's, just, it's a sooner rather than later yeah. could be like, hey, before the end of the season. It's a, it's, it's a, but I think it's intentionally vague. I don't think anybody knows exactly when it's going to happen. Yeah, that's why it's there, though. Texas says, I love how unfazed Brom is by all this malarkey. Oh, Jess just, he won't, he's just he's trying to get players. Football, yeah. And Sun Bowl. Texas, I'm hearing that Kenny will be gone Sunday and Noel will be the interim. Maybe. I wouldn't surprise me. Texas, Mike's greatest compliment to keep TK ever. Your family loves you. <laughs> I'm the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Texas, Mike got hundreds of texts saying that UK's new wide receiver coach is a bum. Hundreds. Calls. <laughs> Not even texts, just calls. <laughs> Uh, Marty Polio texted in. Oh, Marty. What's Marty? Oh, what did I say? said, I'm not even trying to be funny when I text this. Trevor should be named the interim <laughs> yes. basketball coach. I will go to every game the rest of the year. The only caveat is that TK has to wear a suit to coach every game. I'll go to every game if you're the coach. I'll wear And if, if you're going to let me coach to be a uh, worse, I'll wear a suit. No, I'll wear a suit. I'll wear, I'll wear, I'll wear just different color blazers, too. Yeah. I will go all, yeah. I'll even wear dress shoes. Texas says Maurice Turner or Isaac Grando could have a huge game against USC and make an argument to be next year's starting running back, kind of like Jawar last season. Yeah. But not to go back and d- delay. Marty, I want back in the Wagner days. I want you on the staff, too, with me, buddy. There he does. Texas, Mike watched the 1988 UK UFL game where we smoked the Cats by 20. Kenny Payne was the player of the game on CBS. Good times. One and three. And he's making it up to UK ever since. Texas, I don't know, Mike. Louisville fans were definitely dumb enough to think that Kenny Payne could work out. <laughs> what was that? That's what a fair were, point. What were we referencing? Well, I said, like, Louisville fans aren't dumb. Oh, yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Texas, any chance that Carter Knox is actually here on a football visit could use that type of size at wide receiver. <laughs> Texas, will either the Rutherford or Kelsey household be paying nine ninety nine a month for Tucker Carlson's new streaming service? It debuted with an exclusive interview of Kid Rock. I actually did see the Kid Rock interview. I didn't know that was a thing. I saw an interview of Kid Rock. I didn't know that was part of his streaming service. And no, I will not. Texas, how about Karan Davis' player coach, a la Pete Rose? Sure. That's not a great example to compare him to, but okay. Scoots hater said, missed the entire show, but wanted to leave you guys with a joke. What's the worst part about going... Oh, I can't read that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good joke. I'm not going to read it. Scooter hater, Gil lover. I, I give it a thumbs up, but yeah, we you know you should know better. We can't read that on the air. Texas, have any of the gambling sites come out with a date of when Kenny gets fired? So I get these emails from betkentucky.com, which is like, they, they don't actually have odds, but I, I didn't realize this until today. So they had the odds for when Payne gets fired, and like March is the runaway favorite, and the odds for December are pretty good. And I was about to go like empty my bank account on December, and then I realized these are just like hypothetical odds that you can't actually bet on them anywhere. I was like, oh, I was like, I was about to make a very hasty wager. I was about to be like, Mary, 
let's like if you see a gigantic withdrawal from our savings, just know that I'm about to put a gigantic deposit into the savings in a couple weeks. <laughs> I would I would love to get an explanation to Mary of why you had to take like a thousand dollars out of your account. I'm pretty to sure you're gonna get bad. fired. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, picks for this weekend. Tonight in college basketball, we got Connecticut going across the country to play Gonzaga in Seattle. They are a three and a half point favorite. TK, who you like? By the way, I was way off on yesterday's prediction. Uh, I picked San Diego to win, or the Chargers to win that, that game. That was last an absolute night. ass kicking. I turned it. I had to do a double take. I was like, sixty-three, my lord. I picked the Raiders to win by two. <laughs> by the way, they did fire their coach today. I saw. Stay um, on. Uh, I'm going to say UConn wins, but does not cover. I said UConn wins and covers. I actually bet on. You this. said UConn minus three, right? Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, I think UConn wins and covers. I think they're really good. I, don't I think do the too. travel matters. I think Gonzaga's. Gonzaga hasn't been. I'm a Gonzaga believer. Most years, I'm not a believer this year. I agree. I've only watched them once, and they didn't move my needle. Uh, tomorrow, Arizona versus Purdue, number one versus number three. This is the showcase game of the weekend. It's a loaded weekend. Um, that's a 4.30 p.m. tip-off only on Peacock. No! It's the Indy Classic. Who wins? Who stays uh, atop the rankings? I've got Peacock if you want to come over and watch. It's okay. I do, too. Um, I, I'm, I'm going Purdue. I, and I'm going to sweeping declaration right now. Purdue, this is Purdue's final four year, I think. All right. I'm going to take the Wildcats. I think Arizona's good. I think they get it done in Indianapolis and make a huge statement. All right. Big weekend ahead. Enjoy it. We are off on Monday. Pepperdine prediction? A uh, little Pepperdine. Who knows? Little, this is the level we're at where I'm predicting a we game. Gotta, we, I'm just we got to get out of it. I don't want right. to let people know we're off the air on Monday for the Western Kentucky game. If something crazy happens over the weekend, we'll find a way to get to you. Follow us on social media. We'll figure it out. Enjoy the weekend. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy go cards. Let's get, get it done. Whatever. Go cards. <laughs> Everything's good.